0: Wait, is he is he just like uh Epstein? Is he a CIA operative or
1: whatever? Well that's what, okay, there's a whole other like if you really <laughs> want to go down that rabbit hole, like his dad had some dealings with the CIA. Of course. Of course. So there's there's like the hardcore conspiracy guys which are like he was a psyop all along, he wasn't even real. Probably. It, or nothing, maybe not. Nothing's real. <laughs> it's it's all it's all one big psyop. But anyway, uh I'm really interested to see what happens. That said,
0: (laughs) welcome to the end of the year podcast. Yeah, welcome to the
1: end of the year podcast, (laughs) where we're gonna, you know, talk about all things 2022. You'll be listening to this in the year of our Lord 2023. Yep, literally Uh, next year. Wait, so our our initial segments already gonna be dated because it's like it'll be a yeah. Oh, we'll just know (laughs) we have outdated information. This is yeah. This is filmed on Friday, December 30th. If
0: Andrew Tate hung himself, it's probably bullshit. Yeah.
1: We're calling it now.
0: <laughs> and that's kind of like towards the end of the podcast, we're going to get into our predictions for 2023 as yeah. it pertains to gun industry stuff.
1: Yeah. So mainly, uh, we're just going to recount. This was obviously the first year of the TPH podcast. We what well, started April, April-ish, March, this thirty. This will be the 39th episode.
0: Yeah um are we so, gonna do anything special for 40
1: well no 40 will be i don't know probably not daniel might be on yeah wade's a better <laughs> twin Wade's it's it's picture twin? What? it's not his actual twin but it's his brother he's like wade but he drinks alcohol and it's kind of fun to be around so clearly i'm more superior i don't you're the, drink you're the alpha the prime yes uh chandler prime but anyway uh yeah, we're gonna kinda of recount and uh Wade's gonna go over his favorite products of the year.
0: As you can see by all the crap in here. There's more stuff on the floor you can't even yes, see.
1: Yes. It's literally everything I hunt with,
0: basically. Yeah. Is in in this general vicinity.
1: Wait, are you wearing your favorite outfit of the year? That- <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Wade's like, Oh, it's gonna be fancy. Gotta put on my, my vest. This really isn't that fancy anymore.
0: This is like just
1: no, but it has Blood.
0: a but it has a collar. Blood stains and oh, okay. And then I'm fancy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm technically not wearing my favorite clothing for hunting, but we'll get into that in a minute.
1: Okay. So, what what? How are you going to start us off? What I'm we... going
0: to start for 2022, and I'm just going to go on a limb and say right now, prediction for 2023, probably the same. Favorite, just all around gun industry manufacturer, six hours
1: six hour usa everybody uh, ran by ron <laughs> cohen they're just crushing it killing i it. mean
0: if you really think about who is anyone else doing what they're doing top to bottom full provider you know what purveyor of fine you could take one aspect things? of
1: what they're doing which is releasing things in tan weird crazy and that is you know leaps and bounds above what everybody else is doing so <laughs> no i think uh Again, I it used to be a company I ragged on a lot. I liked old Sig, I like Swiss Sig, you know the old five fifties, all the cool shit, uh, you know two twenty uh, P two uh, tens, all that. And but then you know for years, you know me growing up, it was like they released the shitty handguns and all the different colors that looked gay, <laughs> and uh, and the Sig five five six, which is a whole other conversation. But no, I think they've really they've came into their own most definitely they were like the party they were like the partying teenager who became like a you know a, a well-respected adult yes
0: year. absolutely i mean i don't is there even
1: anybody who manufactures like everything i was gonna say yeah i can't my my i'm sure there is but not very well um i mean i guess you could take no because the optics like i don't yeah, optics, ammo. Every I time mean, I
0: try to uh, reach for someone, uh, they're lacking at something.
1: I think what's most interesting, other than like their MCX line, is kind of on the pricier end. I say that, but like two to twenty five hundred, like it's kind of become reasonable these days. But yeah, like all their options are equivalent to what other people make, but cheaper, and I think the feature sets are better. So whether it's their optics, whether it's you know the Sig Cross, yeah, um, they just make really phenomenal stuff. Uh, the ammo, obviously, pretty decent. Pretty good stuff. Um, yeah, Six Hour USA.
0: I'm curious. I mean, they've obviously done just about everything. I'm curious to see if they'll come out with a
1: buy point. I'd be curious on that, too. I, I know some people um, who are connected. <laughs> and I've been told a couple things they're working on, particularly like more towards the range finding aspect and some of the optics that I'm really looking forward to. I'm not sure if we're getting those next year. There was kind of like iffy like next year, maybe 2024. So I think if they just keep doing what they're doing, um, yeah, I think crushing it. Yeah.
0: Crushing it.
1: I would like to see from SIG an addition to the bolt gun market that I don't know if you would like build it off the cross. I still haven't got to touch one of the cross PRSs. But, like, if they could come out with, like, a whole pre-fit barrel system and, like, just take over that, I think the world would be better for it.
0: Yeah. I would like to see their take on a bipod, number one. Number two, I would like to see a rifle-mounted laser rangefinder. Yeah. That works with the BDX system.
1: I would, I mean, at this point, just anything that is a laser range finder that is in that $1,000 up to $1,500 price range, if anybody was to release one yes. that worked with any system yes. at this point, I mean, I would be happy because... The market is really lacking that right now. We, I mean, there was, the, there was the silencer co-radius and then nothing, and so everything else is ten thousand dollars and every time yeah. it's, it's like oh somebody just released a new one and i get really excited i go look it up and it's fucking 10 grand
0: there is a company that is making a a weapons mounted laser range founder that is not ten thousand dollars the name escapes me there's quite a few uh <clears throat> predator hunter like thermal hunters running them up in the east and stuff like that i cannot remember the name it, it kind of looks like a little small scope yeah uh supposedly it works really well and it's Feel like it was a thousand dollars i just i
1: want something that's like that diving board profile yes that, uh, so, so flat you know so i want so the ten
0: thousand dollar one that's not ten thousand dollars
1: i just couldn't imagine because <laughs> again you know uh, 10 years ago some of the technology looking at and what you get in these thousand dollar range finders was ten thousand so i can't for the life of me imagine that what what's what's going to happen is somebody like sig is going to come out with one hopefully that's in that it
0: has to be next because they're really leaning into or appears that they're really leaning into the MSR line. Yeah, we can't be the only people, especially with the the popularity of the Vortex thing that nobody can get. Uh, yeah, what's yeah. that thing
1: called? The XM157. I, you have to th- think that they're working on it. I'm sure. I, it's like anything else. I'm sure in the. I'm sure in Sig, like most other companies, they have like. All these unfinished projects. Yeah, and it's just like what? What? Multi-year Where are projects. resources being put? Yeah. Um,
0: I feel like since the BDX system is really coming along, really good, the range finders are getting really freaking fantastic, especially the range finding binos, and the MSR lines gotten really popular. I have to feel like I have to think they're gonna make a BDX MSR next, and then they're gonna make a, a weapons mounted you know laser range finder yeah. that connects with the bdx system because at that point what else do you need i don't you know that's that's pretty awesome yeah uh i mean we could talk about sig all day
1: <laughs> yeah yeah number one company number, number one company of the year six hour usa
0: yeah that's, yeah that's that's what i'm saying like top to bottom that you could literally go to six hour for everything yeah optics rifle ammo
1: well no no, no. just not even okay Carry carry defensive handguns that's yeah, yeah, small. Even you get that. get in that. You can get that. You know, they have their weapons light. You can get into a, a full size handgun. You know, you want a nightstand handgun, you can get into that. You want a tactical rifle. You want a short three hundred blackout, you can get into that. You want a big three oh eight patterned AR, they're they're the seven sixteen, phenomenal. Um you want to get a, a lightweight hunting pack rifle, you can get into the SIG cross. If you want a heavier version, they make that too for more precision. Yep. Uh, optics and ammo to go along with all of that suppressors yeah suppressors i'm i'm still mixed i like them because i you know like you know the guns that already come with the mount yeah the uh which i mean 556s five, five, are always loud yeah they seem to have done a good job i just don't know if it's like not their strong suit but they do manufacture them yeah i think they're
0: more about function functionality possibly in a semi auto platform more than anything yeah. Like they, it seems like they really haven't leaned into the hunting side of the market as it pertains to suppressors yet.
1: I just I couldn't ever see myself uh, having access to all the suppressor companies and stuff that, or suppressors that we have. I couldn't ever see myself reaching for a Sig can on a gun that wasn't a Sig.
0: Very true. Yeah, uh, I could definitely see where they're very beneficial on a semi-auto platform, but on my bolt gun, I mean. It, Yes, it's fine for hunting one shots type deal. Would I put one on a barbette raffle? Absolutely not. Yeah, they're just—I don't know. I, I hope they lean into the hunting side of the market for suppressors. But I mean, I guess the bigger market, which is the semi-auto, for them.
1: Well, it seems like a lot of their suppressor technology has come downstream from their involvement with military contracts, yeah. and so what their main emphasis on is their approach is the the decreasing the blowback and stuff spit out because they're they're not even saying gas blowback from like a functionality standpoint, they're saying from a, oh blowing the toxins in your face and we're safe on that. So that's kind of where they're going. Um there's just there's better options, but they're they're really good. They're really like in terms of not having a suppressor or having a suppressor, right? Yeah, they're right. they're good. But more so than anything, what I don't like about the suppressors is the, the lineup. There's too many options. Yeah. And it gets really confusing in terms yep. of just a consumer perspective, but that's kind of, that's nitpicky. I don't want yep. to be nitpicky. Towards, towards our boys. You know yeah. I was going to say, if they <laughs> have your shitty suppressor lineup, just keep putting out things in tan. Exactly. And not, and not tan Cerakote. Exactly. I mean, tano dyes. Yeah. Tana dies, little, little sheen to it. Looks pretty, <laughs> you know,
0: much like the new MSR.
1: In yeah. dyes. MSR, the Spear LT, which you don't have in here, but, uh, <gasps> Um, I really want one. In oh, yeah, because you haven't actually got one yet, have you? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, they released the the their SIG MCX, the which is now the Spear LT. All tan. Looks beautiful.
0: I really want one in 5.56. Actually, I really want one in Valkyrie or 6R, but I'll, I'll you know, I'll take a
1: 5.56. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I saw in their one video that they posted when they released those, there was like a and d shot of like the room, and it looked like they had some kind of like precision... Version because it was like very like a precision stock, and what's interesting is like the safety to me looked like it was almost like a thumb shelf safety. Yeah, so I I bet that'd be coming. Let's hope so. Maybe maybe in, uh, in two weeks at shot.
0: Maybe they'll come out with a six arc one. They should. They definitely, most definitely, should jump on that bandwagon, and I feel like a lot of people are.
1: Well, we'll save that to the end because that's kind of our prediction.
0: <laughs> Before we move on to like just breaking down categories. Uh, another favorite gun industry, not necessarily gun manufacturer or anything like that, but just gun industry adjacent, I suppose, company is Magpul. And, yeah. and Mike. anyways. Yeah, like, so I, I mean, love all their stocks, the Dakas, all the little accessories and all that crap. I typically try to use Magpul
1: more than anything. Yeah, Matt. I mean, yeah, for, there's other companies which make decent stuff. Yeah. But there's something about Magpul. I just, it's Magpul. Yeah. <sighs> And they just keep putting out good stuff. The issue would be the the PRS Lite. Yep. Um, obviously, uh, we're big fans here at the, the TPH podcast of the Magpul Bipod, the, the best bi- bipod on the market. 100%. So you'll see one there at the front. The only reason the rifle <laughs> in the back doesn't have a Magpul Bipod and it has a – I don't know if you've heard of them. They're kind of a lower-quality brand. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to piss people off. Uh, there's an Atlas Bipod on that one, but that's only because he gave away the Magpul Bipod yeah, to somebody else. I
0: had three. Actually, I have more, and I think I've given away to people who needed bipods. I had some black ones, but
1: I had a Magpul for this rifle so that, as well. the Atlas is just a placeholder? Yeah, basically, yes. Until, until we get another Magpul on it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the, it's just Magpul. They just, everything they do, like, I never get a Magpul product and I'm disappointed. It's always Absolutely. Uh Absolutely.
0: I think my favorites of the year, obviously, I mean, it's not the first year either. It's just reigning champ
1: Magpul by Fine. It's so fun. I literally just get an e- email from Magpul just now. <laughs>
0: They're listening to us. The, what is this? The MOE SLK?
1: Yeah, the S L K stocks are, that's my favorite. I used to be the CTR, but I love, it's small. It's nice.
0: I really like that for these 16 inch and down rifle platforms. I love it a lot. Uh, in the, like he said, the PRS light. Yeah. I'm really digging that stock on some of my guns that, the longer barrel ones, more precision shooting ones. Yeah. So I mean, I just you know, quick shout out to Magpul. Oh, the dust covers.
1: Oh yeah, They'll Magpul great. dust covers. You you fell in love. Uh, with
0: yeah, I mean, I like cleaning my firearms. You know, it's it's foreign topic to some people. Weirdo. And just being able to pop that thing off that easily is really handy for getting in there and getting that good and clean
1: well it's more so like how awful the old mechanism is
0: i really hate them yeah i absolutely hate them (laughs) yep but anyways my favorite bolt action factory rifle company i guess is what you'd say or or and my favorite semi-auto and i'm not really placing any budgets on this because you know that could be a freaking long list but just throwing budget aside, just looking at like what they came out with this year, uh, through what I've shot through our test rifles and everything else, the the ones that impressed me the most accuracy wise as it, as it pertains to bolt action rifles, one hundred percent, Begara. Now, uh, Springfield Waypoint was way up there, like, and I went back Man, and forth.
1: you you're you're doing it.
0: I went back and forth but Begara just has so many more options you know at, at the, the the you know at this point in time 2022 now they did just release the end of 2022 they did just release their carbon fiber barrel rifles and i was looking at one the other day and it's I'm, I'm gonna have to get one it's pretty nice uh and i feel like 2023 they're gonna come out with a bunch more but we'll see but as, as a whole uh cva cascade super impressed me but the, you know there's not a lot of options uh springfield Waypoint, like i said i think that's kind of my top favorites 2020 2022 as it pertains to bolt action rifles but megara just really you know every single rifle we have in our test rifles that are Megaras are freaking shooters like every single one of them not one of them doesn't print really small groups yeah but anyways, moving on, semi-auto. I'm going to have to go with Taipei. You know, I don't know. I just really like what they're doing, uh, even though six hours up there. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, because I got, I got that, uh, what is the one I have that I don't like that's too heavy? i think it's too heavy the sig
1: oh you have the mcx vertus yes so you have the 11 11.5 sorry to <laughs> say it there.
0: i mean it's cool and everything and i like it i'm just not that impressed with the actually
1: well you're your specific use like you don't need the piston like kind of right. relevant to you um
0: now i will say this the uh the 308 impressed me you called it you called it out earlier The uh, 760 yes the uh, tread actually very nice i mean all i did was upgrade the trigger everything else is a steel stock very good shooting and it's you know it's not I mean, it is 308 it is an ar10 so it's terrible as it is but it's not that terrible yeah. <laughs> for the price point i was very impressed we'll just leave it that so it was kind of like a and you know they have a uh um uh, whatever dylan's little gun was i'm very impressed with the accuracy of that one uh which was with their their pistol and they come out with a predator Was the m400 on that? yes they come out with a predator m400 predator that i haven't gotten my hands on yet so i couldn't you know i couldn't quite side with six tower on the semi-autos as much as like i really like my top ace so i mean that was that was another tough one like because you had Novasky come out with some new cool stuff
1: uh yeah it seemed like to me there there wasn't you know, there, was, there wasn't a whole lot of like, like something that's new and innovative. Everything's just, I mean, like even the, like the Type A's. It's an AR, but it's yeah. you know, a uh, certain version of it. I yeah, semi-auto. I personally, I would have to go with the uh, you know favorite of the year, just because it's iconic. Would be the Six Spear, but in the two seventy seven yeah. Fury, and that's just because it's like, oh, this is something that's actually new with you, the high yeah. case ammo. Yeah, even I'll, like the agree know, with that. I would really like the Spear LTs, because so I wound up with three of those. Um, the what I like about those it's just like it's a slight iteration and like improvement, but yeah, it, it's like it, it does everything. Oh, all, yeah, they all do the same dang dang thing, right. thing, right? Um, <clears throat> now I'm gonna disagree. The I think the Springfield Waypoint 2020 is the <laughs> bolt gun of the year. Is the bolt gun of the year just because it's
0: freaking up there? Because it's just like the Megara's Every single well, our sample set's much smaller with the waypoints, but we, I still. Uh I have two of them? No, I have one of them. Uh I've put together multiples for other people, so I got to shoot all of them. Yeah. Every single one of those shot really well. The only reason why they didn't make the top of the list is cuz caliber options. Now, I have been seeing some 6 Creed Springfield waypoints sneaking out on the market and a lot of people are uh singing high praises on them. So, I mean like I said, the only reason why Springfield didn't win it's just solely due to the fact of options.
1: I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna elaborate on why I think it is so good. Is because it takes that traditional custom rifle style gun, and it's like all the it hits all those boxes of what, what you would had to have gone to, gone custom to get, and it's just you know, what two twenty five hundred dollar rifle. Yeah, two thousand and twenty five hundred. options that you can get just anywhere. And it's just like it's like that particular setup which is like you've never been able to buy off the shelf that I really like about it. But Yep. Um, I mean
0: they're uh, you know, they're doing good. I mean, again, it was a tough decision. I don't even like Springfield as a company.
1: That's kind of <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to be completely honest.
0: I looked at one of their what's that uh super precision semi-auto they come out with. Oh,
1: um I don't i don't even remember is it the, starts with an H? It has A? it has an a in it or something
0: i looked at one because i was like i really i kind of feel like i need to own one yeah just just have one i looked at now if that had a tan when i probably would have had to buy it but i looked at a black one the other day it's m- so much more ugly in person than it's just awful looking i don't
1: i i think they've they've like, they're kind of like sig where they i used to be relegated like um i'd never really buy anything from them but with the uh this, their saint <laughs> rifles they've been doing a really good job with those um the ars
0: they are dropping a six arc and we we'll have to get one
1: yeah the uh and then of course the the waypoint
0: waypoint they're knocking out of the park at waypoint
1: they just you know if they could increase caliber availability is that yes. would be the
0: yep i, I hope know. they really seems like they would like take notice because it seems like they're pretty wanted like
1: yeah Another I don't know Another interesting thing they did with that, which just recently saw was the, uh, it's crazy pairing a high quality ammunition with firearms. It's a great idea. <laughs> um, they have, was it federal's custom shop made specific ammos for like, it's almost like if you were to address your ammunition needs based on your barrel length and your intended crazy. purpose, it will be even better. So who would
0: ever think of something like that? Uh, it's Some very, really smart. People. Yeah. Really
1: smart people. So that's, that's one <laughs> thing I like about that
0: too.
1: Uh, I think we, I mean, Anything else to add? Uh, Not really. I mean, again, there's really nothing, like, specifically with rifles, it's more like concepts, right? Like, I'm sure we'll get into this. would be like six arc, you know, where it's like the fact that that's now an option and, like, I like that aspect of things. But in terms of, like, just nothing really sticks out to me. It's like, that's the thing that defines the year.
0: I think it's it's worth an honorable mention to give Savage some love. Because they've really one they invested into the six arc ralph matt like you've seen a lot of the raffles come out in six arc two they have their straight pull yeah and we'll get into that at a later date but they have they come out with a straight pull it's something new well i mean it's not technically new but it's new to the um, new to the the i guess the american you know market but uh they they've really branched out started putting on proof barrels and uh making lightweight platforms like they're really you know they're trying trying to do new things cool things so honorable mention to savage typically i've never seen a savage that didn't shoot well so
1: i'm just not a fan of the i just don't like i don't like the way the bolt is no so i mean um,
0: my personal opinion one of the best bolt designs i've ever come out with was for the walking varmiter line which is a total uh, you know it's nothing like they're like you know they're 110s savage tens and so on and so forth it's it's a way way different bolt and it's fantastic in my opinion maybe they should uh apply i mean it's only ever been available for the walking Barometer line which is very strange but anyways i digress <laughs> you anyway, know again good job savage uh next would be trigger and for me that's simple 2022 trigger tech ar platform and bolt action platform i'm going with trigger tech really simple they make great triggers
1: which favorite uh bolt gun bottle of the trigger tag
0: oh model i thought you said bottle i'm like what are you talking about whatever this is i don't i think it's the diamond flash. diamonds yeah really huge i mean even like so i've got anything from their um the their BL. newest one the yeah the cheap one all the way down up to the diamonds and all that, all of them are pretty great triggers. I mean, they're super crisp and everything. And
1: it's amazing to watch. I mean, they came in and just took. Yeah, over.
0: yeah, they they came in. You couldn't hardly get them. And then they got on RSR and you know other distributors and everything like that, and they just kind of took over.
1: Yeah, because before I guess it'll been I it really would have been on Timney. Yeah, Timney Calvin Elite. You yeah. know,
0: that's. I mean, I hate to say it. Nowadays, I kind of dislike Timney's the way they feel because I've gotten so accustomed to the way how nice a Trigger Tech is. Although, I will say this about Timney. They pretty much offer trigger for almost everything you can get your hands on. I was
1: going to say, you can get into some really oddball. Like, you know, yeah.
0: uh, the Timney trigger for a Ruger American is a one of the best upgrades you can make. Uh, and like I said, like they make triggers for all kinds of crap. But it, you like, you know, I've got a rifle that's got a Cavalade, and I've got my, you know, Trigger Tech Diamond, 100%. I'll reach for the, I like the Diamond way better. Oh, they make an MCX trigger. Of course they do. Look
1: at that.
0: Oh, Trigger Tech.
1: Yeah, Trigger Tech
0: does. Ooh. I'm going to have to just go ahead and get some of those. <laughs> Moving on. I mean, what about semi-auto triggers for you?
1: You know, I'm I'm just a through and through guysly guy. I like me a <laughs> I like me a SDE. That's my my go to if I'm feeling feeling really spicy. A SD three G, which is the three gun, is really really short like re engagement. Nice. You shoot fast.
0: Whatever that one flat shoot one is, I really like it.
1: Probably the SDE, which is yeah you know, the the SSA is their traditional trigger. The SSAE is like the classic. It's lighter pull. It's the but it's a combat trigger. And then the S the dynamic is just a flat face. So SDE is the flat faced E. I think it's like a four and a half pound. I don't rig. remember. It just feels nice. Much. I mean it is like you're obviously an AR, you're, it's you're never really gonna good. get uh yeah, it's an AR. Yeah.
0: I don't know. You gotta try out that true tech. I'm just saying. I really
1: do. That's
0: it's uh it's very surprisingly very I just, good.
1: I'm gonna say it. I uh you know, as a as a fan of Eugene Stoner, I hate the drop in trigger units. I don't why i like i like my roll pins to be retained by the the, the trigger the hammer spring so awful the legs it's of the hammer spring. awful design no it's perfect because it engages down and it keeps the pins from walking awful that's why you have kns pins and all your shit get out of here awful awful i don't want to i don't want to introduce additional screws into my my system whenever awful spring tension can retain my pins <laughs> that's so stupid though how it's designed Eugene Stoney, who's brilliant you, you, you do you see you're adding unneeded weight and complexity into your system not really yeah <laughs> you know i was thinking about this you know the, you have that guy comment who's like really want to hear y'all's thoughts on the world you know you guys need a <laughs> you guys need a spin-off podcast where you talk about other things yeah john we do 2023 it, it'll it'll be it's coming okay i just you don't know if people folks. actually want that <laughs> probably not <laughs> maybe maybe there's other people out there like us that like to laugh i was gonna say no it'll be wade wade brings the boomer mentality quite well in some ways when you get outside of certain things and uh i think i'm definitely a bit of a
0: are you a are you what's what's known as a zoomer or a doomer
1: both probably, probably um so i think we yeah, had personality wise i'm very much more towards the zoomers zoom zoom mm uh, Awful, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, what, what I think is more interesting is you're not very, you're not very interested in politics and no philosophy or history or history.
0: Yes, that's where you're dead wrong. Philosophy, meh. Yeah. that's just something you fucking kids do to waste time. I don't know. Yeah,
1: we, we it's we we have. I think it's what's interesting is like it's not that we're necessarily going to have disagreements. We're going to have disagreements, but like. <laughs> We just come at it wildly differently. It's very. Yes. It's a very weird dynamic happening there. Yeah. So, yeah, for the guy, for the one person who actually wants to hear us talk more uh, again, it'll, it'll it's coming, but just be careful what you wish for. Just go
0: ahead and uh, send him weekly updates so he doesn't forget that he, you promised it to him. Yeah. Well,
1: that, there seems like a reasonable timeline for attainment that's nested on a couple other things. Right. Which I don't want to get into. Um, but there's a certain number I like.
0: Ridiculous.
1: Um, Absolutely ridiculous. And we, I don't know, I don't I don't want to do the that podcast in the same studio. I think a different environment. I don't, because it's the DPH podcast studio. Just
0: put a sheet up. Put a green screen up. It could be a different place every time. Right.
1: <laughs> it's just like this gives off certain vibes. I think we need more of a, more of a, a, a we, we just need to, we need to mix it up a bit. <laughs> in the in the vibe category okay but anyway continue on with your list of 2022
0: <laughs> chassis just what's your pick
1: well of course it's the the krg c4 chassis <laughs> that i have not even shot from no but just from the nah, thanks. I, like, I like the design
0: KRG is a great company the uh, krg is online i was gonna fine.
1: say i like like every krg they're simple they're effective. They look really good.
0: Ergonomics for me is what wins. It's, it's what's low. interesting
1: is they they look really good. Well, yeah, because it's not like there's not too much metal on most of them, but they uh they're they look different as opposed to everything else. But they're really effective. They're not expensive. Yep, that's um, what
0: really does it for me. This one, what three hundred fifty dollars?
1: Yeah, the bravos and now that you know just became available for the Ruger American exactly perfect and you can get like you can see if you look at the back of his that he has there that's an uh um, you know you can start upgrading your chassis as well so that yeah. gives it the adjustability on the rear buttstock but if you just want to run it like a traditional gun you can do that as well yep um yeah everything krg does the I mean, whiskey threes i love but the is that my favorite chassis of the year what is i'm trying to think my, my brain is what are other chassis What, are, what else there's a have? bunch I What's mean, what's your favorite the bravo of the year yep yeah i'm simple though well see because you know even on that like that's a simple chassis but you can add in night vision you can add in are arca Arca. um you can even get on the the bravos you can get the enclosed forends which are an option um but you get that rear that kind of traditional rear i just really like the fact that
0: i mean this is more you know my style that i like above all but the fact that this chassis doesn't weigh a bunch it's still really effective chassis yeah most of the time when you get into chassis it's kind of more of a uh prs type deal where they want some weight so a lot of them are heavier now there are you know exceptions like xlr and then MD, mdt come out with a lighter one for hunting i don't really like the looks of that one but that's just me i, was gonna say,
1: I like the MDT, mdt functionality i really like everything they're doing but i, I still like the looks of them and There's it's not picky yes but, but i mean they got some of them that, don't you want to yeah. like how your gun looks
0: I really want to like that the, the Hunt 26 or whatever it's called.
1: Yeah. But I hate the way it looks. I just hate it. I don't I don't know why. And again, that's where I get with like that, the the, the KRG C4. Is it like, it's really good looking, but then it's like the same as all the other ones I have, but it's not. And yeah. so. um,
0: That said, I, I really, to me, one of the most underrated chassis, or, or it seems that way. I could be totally wrong on sales, but is magpuls uh pro 700 is for like a prs type platform it's a really good chassis uh yeah that you like can get lot.
1: literally anywhere from literally anyone yeah uh,
0: now we're the reason why i didn't give them the win is because there's you know the uh magpul hunter stock has been highly popular especially when they released it for the Ruger American. And they haven't done shit to upgrade it. Any, yeah. I don't like that.
1: Re- I- but, but realistically, let's let's be honest. The things you would want them to update on the Magpul seven hundred stock would be to turn it into more of a KRG Bravo. <laughs> Not necessarily. If they could just the but way you they do the forearm is you want, stupid. You
0: want the arc rail. At least just give me M-Lock so I can put the arc rail on there. Yeah, but, Upgrade that some bit.
1: But then it's going to like, what they're going to have to do is take away some of those hard edges. Because, yep. you know, like the way the stock looks, which is The just, way
0: the forearm is, you know, I've mounted plenty of arc rails to the back. You can, but,
1: but it restricts the length and the, the style.
0: The In the forearm of their uh, stock, I should have brought one in here. It has this little weird thing going on. It's with the liner? No, just on the bottom of the forearm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, those like, hard angles. It's not even that. It's it's like, it's almost like instead of being a, f- a straight form, it's canted right in the middle nearly. Oh. It's something to do with their molding. If they just change that and give me one more M-lock slot at the back, we're good. Yeah, we're so
1: make it a KRG Bravo. <laughs> Basically. I'm Because, like, <laughs> if, if that came out, that revised, you probably wouldn't pick that over a KRG Bravo.
0: I don't know. If they revised and give it a adjustable cheek feet yeah yeah turn it into a carriage you probably yes get it. Get it. absolutely get
1: it. just buy a carriage you probably
0: now again that's been a highly popular stock for them. I mean, literally anybody that has uh especially varmint hunters have uh rugers and rim 700s i've seen just grillions of those stocks out there and it is a good choice it's a good inexpensive choice especially like the rim 700 versions like what 250 dollars Something like that. It's it's they're cheap and yes.
1: again cheap available, which is I mean, I like that it's a factory option. Well, really, the Bravo Two has become on certain yeah. guns, but the uh, I like that it's a factory option. You know, yeah, it's it's awesome, awesome option. But
0: they haven't done as much as KRG.
1: Yeah, they've <laughs> which KRG was from what I remember, X magpul Engineers.
0: I'm something. It's something. Something, to do.
1: something that affected. I think it was they made the. Because more or less they made that original chassis, and then I think they spun off and did their because they wanted to focus more on the actual long range stuff. Whereas the Magpul stuff is more just like general, like, hey, you want to take your shitty wooden stock off your seven hundred BDL, yeah. Except
0: um, so for that, that Pro Seven Hundred, that's a really good chassis. Yeah,
1: that looks. That thing looks like I'm, I'm sure that whoever did the bipod had a a hand in that. Probably
0: so, and it's it's very well designed. <clears throat> very well designed. You can actually buy one stock for a lefty or a righty. It's great. It's crazy. It's not that hard to do. It's just a little plate you move it over to the other side. You can get it folding or non-folded. Like price point, it's kind of up there with some MD, MDT stuff. But it's they're. I've got like six of them now. Fantastic for a long, like a straight long-range platform. Like I'm not taking. I'm not taking it hunting. It's a little. It's a little. Little garthy. Little heavy. Yeah. But it's like as far as like a PRS or a straight nighttime rack gun. Yeah, I'm telling totally you about the Pro 700.
1: And I think on both of these, an important thing to note is they're always available. Versus,
0: yes, I would
1: honestly, I probably would have more like Manners stuff, uh, particularly the compact stock. But then I really like they have their one that has that crazy long. Uh, it's their competition.
0: It might be called something like PRS or something or another.
1: I want to say they call it just the comp- Manners competition something, uh, but it has that like I would I would have a bunch of those, but. I'm not getting on a waiting list. I'm a instant gratification kind of guy. Like yep. I want to be able to order it and have it next week. Yep. And it's that's what's when you get into these like polymer design with like the way that the carriages are designed with that internal uh, aluminum frame. It's like they're easier to mass produce. You can get them and that that's hugely important to me. Yeah. Now, to the flip side of that, a lot of people like the Things like the manners because it's like, oh, well, you can't just go and get one. I ordered this a year ago. And, yeah, fuck all that. When I
0: when I got my Atlas bipod, <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna we're probably gonna
1: get like strung up for the Atlas comments. I guarantee you that between the two of us, we own more Atlas than you do, <laughs> and it's not even a question. We do. There's no doubt about that. Like we we could fill that table up. If you don't own the two hundred and fifty dollar Atlas bipod leg letter opener, don't even come at me (laughs) because I have two of them. So I'm just saying. I love. Yeah, we needed. We should probably just
0: do a whole full bipod con uh, um, bipod uh, Jesus podcast at some point.
1: I think I think that's good, but the problem with just doing the podcast is because it's not about the bipod; it's how you use it. Yes, and the thing about. The brilliance of the Magpul bipod, it, just, it like forces you to use it well to make it work. Yep. Like how you're supposed to do it. Because, you know, your you bipod, as these guns are sitting on a table, I know that's what most people use their bipods for, is to set their guns up so they can take a picture of it, because it's like at the right angle.
0: No, no, no. This is this is why Atlas, oh, sorry to interrupt you, but I got to get this out. <laughs> this is why Atlas owners don't like the Magpul, is because you, you can't, can't go to 45, 45 degree 45 forward for the really cool photo. Like the flat shot? Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, exactly. No, I, you know, your mind pod isn't meant to hold your gun there. It's meant to be able to use as a point of leverage to, to set your gun up in a way that recoils back. If your gun hops, when you shoot it, it's not Harris. Yeah. It's not the fact that you're, you, you should have added another 30 pounds of weight on the front right. end or went with a heavy ass barrel. Like you don't need the weight to hold the gun down. It's you're not using it right, and I think
0: there there's gonna be more videos, so on and so forth, over this, over the, especially over the summer when I go back into just shooting lots of long range.
1: Yeah, I think uh, if you if you if you don't have any idea what we're talking about, go to YouTube, type in a mag loading a bipod, and they they're like that's the thing their video explains it perfectly. Yeah, the fact that the bipod wobbles, like pick up the that thousand dollar bipod right there, like just. It's it's a thousand dollar bipod. It's rattly. We have a bunch yeah, of those. It's, it's you can't make you can't make
0: anything zero tolerance. But
1: no, no. Even if you could, the the fact that it people equate the fact that it rattles to like right. oh it's unstable and right. I can't create a stable platform from that. But you're wrong.
0: <gasps> they don't know how to they don't know how to use a bipod crop properly. Yeah. And you can watch them shoot and see that.
1: Yeah, because their gun goes like
0: especially if they're on the run the bipod.
1: I was gonna say your gun. If you're shooting it right, your gun shouldn't have any vertical travel. It should be straight Correct. back. Yep, and that's, that's you know unless you're shooting a 300 be Magnum with a scope. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, let's not even get into that. But it's like, oh, uh, you want to be able to watch what happens to the bullet? Yes. It's like shoot your gun. You're like, where did it go? Yeah. Like,
0: where, where did the I don't know. Go? My scope bounced vertically.
1: Yeah.
0: That's enough to piss everybody off. <laughs>
1: You know what, I think, you know, I think most people listening to this probably agree with us. And hey, you know, if you don't agree with us, it's because you're wrong. We still accept you for it. <laughs> I, was good. I wanna, thought you were going to go a total different direction. We want to we teach. We want to let people know. And that's just, you know, there is a better way. We, that is true. If you accept Magpul into your heart, uh, they will show you. <laughs>
0: I just wish they'd come out with a tall one.
1: I just don't, I don't know why it's a, such a thing for me. It's more just because... I know most people they don't actually care or know, it's just that the Atlas bipod's more expensive. Yes. It's clearly better. And so <laughs> yeah, it costs more money, so it must be better. You're and you just disagree because you're poor. And I, I love fucking with those people the most.
0: Oh hell, I've seen your attitude change on so many things.
1: Yeah. I've seen your attitude change on so you have two ARs on the table right now. Thirty Yeah. Sixty six percent of the guns in this room are semi-automatics. So yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, you know, that covers chassis. I mean, there's lots of great chassis out there. I'm not saying any of them are bad and whatever. This is literally just an opinion based subject and yeah. based off our opinions. So, Which I mean, just tend to be right. But, yeah. <laughs> Stocks. rifle stock manufacturer. I think we all know who the greatest is currently. Is AJ Composites. I mean, they're crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. They're, they're literally manufacturer stocks for a lot of people and you catch them on multiple custom rifles. uh great company they're killing it and i would say it was a hard to choose between them and uh Greybo. me personally and i'm coming at it from more of a hunting standpoint like don't get all upset just because i didn't see your company more of a hunting standpoint because most of my just straight long range platforms are on chassis I don't, you know. So, again, coming at it from more of a hunting and long range hunting standpoint, and like keeping rigs down, pretty lightweight, and so on and so forth. AG composites are killing it. Gray bow, killing it as well. Like gray bows coming out with a lot of grid options.
1: But I had to, I had to go with one of them. So, for me, I I have a weird thing because it's like if it's going in a stock, it's mostly because it's aesthetics aesthetic reasons <laughs> and so like the, something about the manners the the way the the palm hooks the aesthetic aspect of that i really like jesus it. christ and it has nothing Aesthetics. to do Aesthetics, exactly i'm getting at, like if i'm put, if you're putting it in it's like a 1911 yeah. if you're getting a 1911 you it, it needs to look nice because that's bit, i look at most of their
0: stuff more like a chassis than I do a stock I, I don't know
1: that's why i mentioned it earlier yeah
0: but any moving on Unless you need to add anything
1: about rifle stocks. I just don't like them. The only thing I want to bed is my wife. <laughs> uh, yeah, budget
0: budget uh budget real like budget stocks real fast. Pretty hard to beat Bell and Carlson's like straight stocks. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm I'm putting Magpul and G more into the chassis.
1: Yes, this is not my wheelhouse.
0: Bell and Carlson uh Lunum betted. I don't i'm just not a huge fan of voids i mean yeah they got stock they're just like you know other companies they got shit for everything like they're like timney yeah but i you know they're not i just they're not my favorite i don't know they, they're they doing lots of cool stuff i'll give them that coming out with new stuff and you know all that but Mellon and carlson's pretty much a go-to for most of your platforms where you want a lighter weight and hunting type platform pretty good stock it's typically got a aluminum bedding system just saying Moving on. It's enough on that. Calibers. Favorite calibers of twenty twenty two? Well,
1: there's obviously there's one clear answer, and it's the eight point six blackout.
0: <laughs> Best. Uh no. I mean
1: that might be yours. It's really not. I mean <laughs> it's really frustrating when you want to try something, but you just there's no practical way to get it. And it's like, I'm not going to go compete with beast people to on um, Gun Broker to try and get some brass. Or, yes. Or, you know, I don't want to have to go on a drop to get ammo for this new gun. It's like, the ammo's already ridiculously expensive. Yes. And it's like, just no, yeah. Like, the- I've had a gun sitting there ready, like a fix ready to switch the barrel out for an 8.6 for three years now. <laughs> uh, can't get the barrel length I want. Not really interested in putting any effort into, like, really making it happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh i think i'll just buy a complete rifle. Well, that's 2022 point. john well it's just like for for <laughs> like i'm gonna go expend all this effort to get a a barrel for a gun that i can't get ammo to shoot that i can't get a suppressor that mounts like easily to it like <laughs> y'all have fun I, think with, I called this y'all have fun with that i'll I wait I this you know it'll be like six months from now when everybody's you know wanting to do other stuff and i'll just go get that easily
0: it'll be you mean it'll be irrelevant
1: no, I think people... Wait a minute,
0: you're telling me it's not going to be the new 300 blackout? Is that what you're saying?
1: I think it's a very specific purpose that it's kind of like, you know, we get the messages from the six arc people and it's like they're they're going to, they want a six arc, but the, realistically they're just going to shoot it at 100 yards. And it's like...
0: You want my prediction for 8.6 blackout? Like my extended prediction? Because everything I said originally about it is it's totally true. My extended prediction is it will see no more fame than the 450 Bushmaster.
1: That's probably true. Kind of like this lingering. What's such an oddly specific. Now, what's really interesting is just it more generally is it's one. I think it's one of those things that it existing is going to benefit the greater sphere because they're doing a lot more experimenting, testing with uh, yeah. the fast twist stuff. Yeah. And I think there's a lot more, um, there's a lot more that could be learned there more generally. And I think it'd be like, I love my little 300 blackout short, like that little shorty, the, the integral barrel, like that thing's so fun to shoot. And yeah, It's like, it's really cool. The, the 8.6 is something that's cool to like take out with like, look, it's this big cartridge and look how quiet it is. And I, like that aspect is appealing. And like, yeah, I'm sure it kills stuff really well. You yeah, oh, kill Kate Buffalo, you know, whatever. <laughs> but the fact that I can't just go buy it is like, it's limiting. Point. Like, I don't want to go circle jerk about how cool I am because I was able to like get a drop on a barrel and then I was managed to, you know, Oh, I paid three times what it actually cost yeah. for this ammo. Like y'all have fun with that.
0: And it's already going to be an old person. Yes. Dang. Absolutely. You're my, my little boys all grown up. Yeah. So let the boy walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For those who know exactly what I'm talking about, I salute you. That's all I'm saying
1: about that. Um, (laughs) In the musk. No, but okay, realistically, the best caliber of. Well, there wasn't anything interesting. Your favorite of 2022,
0: 8.6. You still stick with that? No, that was just a joke.
1: (sighs) That was 100% a joke.
0: You call yourself a Q fanboy.
1: Well, Okay, so really, I guess it would be six arcs, because we built all those arcs, it was like first of January last year, mm-hmm. or end of December, first of January last year, so yeah. it would have to be that, just because it's like interesting. Um, it don't even have to be anything new. Well, for me, it has to be something new, that's just uh, how I am. Okay. Um. Obviously, you know, 22 Creedmoor. One of those newfangled ones. Uh. <laughs> well, no, because it's like, what's the coolest thing this year? Yeah. You know, other than that, obviously the two seventy seven Fury being the hybrid case design, but you know, same fucking thing. Yeah, we when managed we to get see that shit. We managed to get a bunch of the uh, the brass case stuff. I haven't looked recently, but like no, we I know we have a bunch of hybrid case on order. Still don't have it. Would love to shoot something with it, but I guess we'll yep. see. Um, you know, anything that isn't a three hundred eight—that's my favorite caliber of twenty twenty two. Anything made this century. Yeah, anything that was made, uh, you know, after, after we put a man on the moon, that's probably. Or you know what? Even if you don't believe in that, anything that was made after we after Stanley Kubrick filmed a fake moon landing in a Hollywood uh, sound studio, anything after that, probably pretty good.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, you basically named off my two favorites. I mean, six arc twenty two creed. Any caliber
1: that was made after Braveheart was released? <laughs> yeah. You know? What a great movie that it was! A great movie, still holds up.
0: It does. Yeah, six arc twenty two creed. Absolute, my favorites. I mean, twenty-two Creed's been my favorite for ever since I got one every year, and there's always going to be something secondary. Uh, six Arc, twenty-two Creed. It's pretty simple, cut and dry. What's
1: kind of one of those things that's like, yeah, like if I could just if all other variables were squished, like would I upgrade on my T 23s to Six Arc? Yeah. Yep. Like, would I want anything else? Not really. Yep. Which is really funny because all these uh, all these tactical guys next year. Lucas Bodkin, he's bringing he's bringing the people home into long range shooting, and they get to realize that now they are the boomers. <laughs> They're the ones shooting the outdated two. I told hunters.
0: you this a while back, and you're seeing it play out before your very own eyes. At some point, you live long enough to see yourself become the boomer.
1: Well, this is and I'm, it's funny. I was taking <laughs> when you, when you walked in here to start the podcast, you are taking a picture of that to post up. Is but my favorite part about this is the most like the tactical guys always hate. They're like, Oh fucking hunters except for like whenever it's like <laughs> shooting pigs or whatever. But like the actual hunters, they're just like, Oh, those guys, they're just old school. They don't know what they're talking about. It's like, no, no, no. You realize like long range, like who's pushing the forefront of development of long range cartridges because it's not people who are shooting paper. It's people who are like, man, I want to be able to, I saw that really good animal and it was just yeah. out of my range. Yeah. I want to be able to shoot that thing better, you know, at longer range. And yeah, you realize that, Oh, like there's all this knowledge. I mean, I've been making joke comments on people's posts about like, yeah, it's the, it's the guy who shows up in denim overalls. You have to watch out for, you know, That's factual because it's that, it's that hunter or that farmer who just literally just shoots all the damn time. Yep. Uh, cause they're actually, they, they, there's the necessity for them to shoot. It's not even they're just doing it to enjoy it. They have to, um, so, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, 6-Arc, that's a good one.
0: 6-Arc, 22 degree um, If we could
1: yeah. just get component availability, you know, yeah. that's what the market needs.
0: Solidly. Not this here and there crap. Which, was it Peterson?
1: For 20, for 6-Arc? For f-
0: 2023, it is alleged.
1: I couldn't remember if it was Peterson or one of the others, or Starliner.
0: Peterson is coming out with 6-Arc brass. Alleged.
1: I, th- well, we'll say that for the end. Uh, but okay favorite caliber what's next
0: we're just going to start talking about rifle components slings obviously are two slings we have now Coltac manufactures them for us the Hunter sling which has all of its own little cool knickknacks It's, it's mainly for like larger rifles it's not a tactical sling whatsoever and it's has the built-in scope covers, molly webbing, pals webbing, whatever you want to call it, and its size and everything. If you forget your rear bag, you can literally roll it up and use those rear bag. Favorite sling still. Maybe I'm biased because I'm the one who developed it and are more tactical or general slings from Coltac. They're just my favorites because they, I don't know. I developed the two slings I wanted the most, and that's what, kind of what I've stuck with ever since then.
1: I have, I have a, I bought a bunch of slings last year over this last year. And like most of them were like hype beast brands. And then yeah. most of them, like the quality was actually complete dog shit. Yeah. Like it looked like a, like somebody who didn't know how to sew or knew anything about nylon products was doing yeah. it. Um, But I did really like Pharaoh concepts. F E R R O. It's like, it's a simple, just webbing sling. There's not there's no yeah. trickiness to it, but the hardware is really nice. They're, they're really cool. I, I like those.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I got a few slings like all, other, but slings are for slings, people who but, shoot their guns. Yeah, he needs those. <laughs> and I'm also been probably for way too long prototyping another a third sling. Maybe we'll come out with it 23. I don't hmm. know. <sighs> Until I'm completely 100 percent happy with it, it'll never see the light of day. I although one time I kind of got busted running it and i was like uh eh, i'll tell you about it maybe <laughs> but anyways i've been running it for a couple of years now but anyways moving on slings you know not a huge category for me
1: it's not it's it's a piece of nylon strap with-
0: yeah it, it, i mean over the years i've ran a bunch of different slings and a lot of them i didn't end up liking you know so that you know when we got teamed up with cold Tech, I developed two slings I wanted, and that's kind of where I live now. Which Like I said, I get a few here and there. eh. Moving on, that's enough sling talk. Suppressors, my favorite for 2022. I'd have to say diligent defense. Uh, As far as weight, cost, accuracy, sound. I'm, I'm Diligent Defense for 2022.
1: I don't know if I can open this up just a little bit to show you that. Yeah, so... They're mounted on guns. This uh, The guy over on the left has a Diligent can.
0: That's the Enticer
1: S? Yeah, so they have you have the Enticer series, you have a short and a long, and you have a steel and a titanium. So that, the one on the gun, I think, is the, the S. Which 22 great is
0: the S. Steel. Steel.
1: The one on the... The one that's been coated green and engraved on and just beaten up and loved is the uh, the titanium which is the lighter weight one obviously you, <laughs> you cannot day. someone's like what does your suppressor say like
0: you <laughs> well, like, was like have you ever seen post malone's face yeah exactly. <laughs> but i again accuracy uh
1: weight and you know honestly cost a, like performance to price ratio yes it you really can't beat them um they're comparable to you know, be at the nomad series uh, the Hyperions, um which is for me which would be like my favorite can just cuz they're just doing something really special there with the hyperians like the design is very complex like in and what what they're achieving and how they're achieving it um i really like those they are direct thread cans What's nice about these diligent cans is they're using that same what is it the inch and three eighths whatever yeah, yeah. whatever that normal standard size is on the back so you can use whatever mounting system. Everybody's
0: mounting systems. I really like that a lot. And you know, CGS was up there too. I've got I got CGSs in twenty twenty two. Like them, personal personal experience uh, across the board. Like I have several CGS, several or all four options of the uh, diligent cgs as far as accuracy goes and then maybe it's just mine you know i don't and i'm super picky about this shit people must know this uh don't have as good luck with my cgs again that's very small sample size that doesn't mean shit that just means it's yeah i would still run them i mean <laughs> you know uh still dead air nomad still has a you know place on my raffles obviously but my favorite diligent defense and they were supposed to have the wolf hunter dropped this year but they haven't dropped it yet and i'm waiting on two of them and which I mean, is
1: it's a dedicated six mil cam. yes so it's made for hunting lightweight
0: super excited about, to put those on twins yeah <laughs> uh I yeah, mean, they, yeah, yeah they kind of came out of Freshers. nowhere which yeah. is another thing i had heard it like there's always like people that have stuff and they you know, I kept hearing about them, kept hearing about them. And I don't remember. Someone finally showed me one or something or maybe I saw it at Big Cat. I don't remember. And I was like, hmm, looks pretty good. And then we got some in.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm so over the bullshit frills with suppressors. It's a fucking suppressor. Yeah. And you need one. You want? You need one that works. And so like, it's refreshing because they kind of came out of nowhere. They they didn't do it. They haven't done a ton of marketing, but like no. everything is really simple. It's like, here are our options. There's not a bunch of crazy marketing bullshit behind it. It's yeah. incredibly simple. They work. They cost. Sound them. good. Price points are really good. Price points really like, good. What else could you ask for? I mean, that's what I really like about Because I'm, I'm very hard to accept new companies personally because I just like you see how many companies come out with shit and then they're gone right. in two years. I'm I'm very traditionalist, <laughs> but like they're one of the companies that's like, okay, this is how you enter a market, release a product. And I, they, they've been working with hunters. Crazy. Which is really interesting. It's an interesting concept. You have all these people who release tactical stuff and it's. Yes. I always found it like the people that they were in contact with. I'm like, okay, these people aren't idiots.
0: It's weird. It's almost like you should do some market research. Yeah and see how many hunters are out there yeah it's like especially with the the advancements and all the gear thermals and all that like you're getting a lot of crossover with tactical shit and hog hunters and that whole realm should really be pushing it towards hunters yeah just saying like really starting to look at those price points and everything else i would I would bet an exorbitant amount of money before Remington went bankrupt that those hunting cans that the were $400 Yeager, or whatever it was sold a shitload. I know I sold personally sold a shitload. It's a lot of times with these guys, because they had to pay for that $200 tax stamp. They're like, oh, I need something cheap. I can just push them. right suppressor suppressors better. than No suppressor.
1: Well, and there's something to be said about like, you know, the new can they're coming out with. It's like, Hey, like they're even marketing as like, this is a hunting can. Yeah. And people just go, I'm a hunter. I need a hunting can. Yeah. Get that one. Because there's, again, (laughs) there's so much bullshit when it comes to suppressors that you can get off into the weeds. And I know, you know, I like, I know there's a lot of Redditors out there who really love to argue the nitty gritty Mm. of all this retarded bullshit. I don't know anybody like that. No, I'm more sophisticated with my arguments. Thank you very much. I'm talking about the guys who just like, I'm going to buy one of these things and I have to know everything about it. And, like, I'm going to argue with you on the one you bought because I did my research, and I know that this one's actually better. All those fucking people. You put a suppressor on you're going to stop. Yeah. And most normal people, you know, people who have lives and don't just sit on the internet all the time, they see that, and they turn 180 degrees and walk the fuck out because they're like, fuck, whatever, whatever's going on over there, I want nothing to do with it because they're uh, normal. I'm going to go shoot shit. And so <laughs> having that just, like, no bullshit no drama yeah it's just like here's a suppressor and it works yeah cool here's five seven hundred dollars whatever it is yeah it's refreshing
0: like i said diligent fence gets my gets my vote moving on optics my favorites for 2022 sig first sig sig gets it because the msr line and the new easy six bdx i really like the MSR line. And they just released some antenna dies. It's crazy. Crazy for the for the monies. Yeah. The MSR line's fantastic. Comes with a mount.
1: What, what else do you need? Crazy.
0: Uh and again, the Easy Six BDX. Uh really really liking that scope a lot. Uh, I got some of their new polymer shelled I don't know what you actually call it. Red dots. Really like those things. And for the money, been freaking great. Yeah. I don't I they got so many damn models. I don't know what it's called. (laughs) Like, let me settle it down a little bit on them skews. (laughs) I really like
1: I really like the uh, the uh, not the Tango six T. So it's the contract one. Well that's the the Devo. Oh both of those guys. They're kind of like the upgraded version of the MSR. Really nice. Yeah. Um, obviously, you really can't beat that value of the MSR.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. And, it, you know, there's still some that I wanted to get tested out during. Because 2022 was kind of like the year of LPVOs for me. Yeah. Because of the whole six arc revolution and all that stuff. So I was trying to test a bunch. There's still a few I haven't gotten tested. Like. Uh, I really want to test the Athlon 110, because a lot of people who run it like it a lot. And there's one more I can't remember, though. But anyways, for the money, pretty hard to beat. Uh, so EOTech gets my number two slot, and that's strictly on the 110. <laughs> I really like the feature set, the radical of the EOTech 110. As you see, it's on. Uh, it's probably going to stay on the 14.5. Now, I know I say that a lot. Yeah, but
1: but it's probably gonna stay give it a week (laughs)
0: let someone come out with another tan one (laughs) now if vortex would just give me a different radical under one to ten i'll just be so in love with that optic it's unreal but i hate the the fat aiming dot because i'm using mine primarily for hunting yeah and i know that's not really their use case but i think what you're going to see quick prediction 2023 even more people adopting these for rifle platforms boltax rifle platforms maybe i'm wrong maybe well, yeah like I'm that right.
1: one that one to ten like you said if you can shrink that i mean what what like realistically for what most people do yeah. you really need more than 10x no you don't and you, you know well actually the longer magnification is used for pid <laughs> and identifying your torque no stop no 10 is plenty it's absolutely in my opinion oh but if you're doing reconnaissance uh, so <laughs> no for what most people do one to ten
0: my opinion there's no need for a 2 to 10, there's no need for a 3 to 9. Oh, it, I don't know, if you like, a,
1: like if you could get that, you can have like a perfect like 1 to 10 and then maybe like a 2 to
0: 2 to 15 or 16. Yeah, yeah
1: somewhere in there. Money. And then like a 3 to 20. Yes. And then like almost all your bases are covered. Yes. And if you make those all
0: really short, compact folks, compact. Yeah. Tannidized. Yeah. Can we just
1: offer more offer honestly, more t- if you release t- it in tan just, that's all you have to do, please. Thank you.
0: I think someone should also do a LPVO, like some of them uh, six arcs are, whatever.
1: What what do they call that? Just where it's clear anodized? Oh, yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. I think, honestly, I would really like, like that color that SIG's about perfect, and then like a light, a very light, like, kind of like what you're saying, clear, clear tan. Those always look really good, and those can fit with just about anything.
0: Yeah but anyways so those are your those are your favorites no i still have a couple more okay uh was leading into vortex vortex got my number three slot for the one to ten and the new lht which is a 4.5 22 yeah first focal plane nice and lightweight small. not super compact but not the longest optic uh that's a fantastic option i see a lot of people putting those on uh AR platforms, whatever their kids are calling them nowadays, SPRs, reckeys, well I don't even know what they're calling that shit. But I'm seeing more and more people throw that on there. But, I mean, it It, it really falls at home for a long-range hunting platform. Uh, I've got a few now, really like them, especially at the price point. Like, it's pretty hard to beat.
1: But, wait, the Instagram meme pages tell me that Vortex is trash.
0: <laughs> Some of them. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. And Leopold gets my number four slot simply because of a few optics. Primarily the 3.6 to 18. Like it, it usually wins every year since it started running them.
1: You mean the, the Leopold Mark 5 HD 3.6 yes. to 18 by 44? You mean the illuminated version? the One of the top yes. oh, optimal op- optics for most people? <laughs> Leave Contact, the
0: Leopold? Lightweight.
1: But wait, it doesn't come in a Tremor 3 reticle. Oh wait, you don't need that because it's stupid. <laughs>
0: it's too much information
1: it is one of the best scopes of all time look like what anybody else thanks uh, yeah. lightweight amazing power range yeah clean clear optics yep. everything turrets work great Yeah, they're uh, tactile and audible
0: tactile and audible indeed <laughs>
1: <laughs> a zero stops really easy hard to mess up it's not it's, it's yeah it's just a great scope uh it just needs being tan <laughs> yeah if they would just release like yeah
0: the you know the one they make for the military and whatnot i mean don't even get me started on their lpbl line i will say this the one to six is a fantastic one to six
1: leopold you need to watch out sig exists yeah you need to yeah, you better
0: get shit together
1: you need to stop with your boomer mentality nonsense yes. start giving the people what they want Stop teasing cool shit in your videos for three exactly. years. And don't release it. Don't have an option available in the military where you're just like, oh fuck the civilian market. <laughs> it's like I was trying to get a Mark <clears throat> Six all year. Don't, nope. you know, contact rep. Oh, sorry, we can't. You, military only. What the
0: fuck? They did release tenadized mounts. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're
1: slightly for no- scope.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can get them out. No scope. Sorry they really need to up their lpbo game like they're really falling behind the curve on everybody don't just fucking rebrand your one Your one of six
1: no you don't know but it's, but it's for patrol
0: <laughs> we give it a different throw lever yeah <laughs> now i will say this the mark 3 hd near near mess on that one guys and if you, you know i done a little review on it my pros and cons for the price point i think they're a great great optic But you put a goddamn turret on it that caps out under six mils for your Mark III HD, which replaced the long-range VX3 scopes.
1: Kind of stupid. Let's be honest. Uh, (laughs) Leopold, your entire name is being held up by the quality of your your Mark V series. I would 100% agree with that. Um, Stop it and do more in that area
0: give us a mark five lpbo
1: we're getting to the point we don't need to delineate between hunting and it's all becoming the same thing long range optics yeah uh yeah who cares what the one inch people want nobody not me you don't No. i I have a few other one inch scopes
0: and they're great for what. like this is what leopold does really well lightweight shit and i have to i have to think that the vortex is answer to the success of the vx6 and vx5 line was oh, the, the lht, LHT yeah because i mean there are a lot of eerily similar qualities and that's probably like that's underneath the mark 5 3.6 to 18 i i would have to think like the vx5 vx6 is probably my next favorites in the leopold lineup because yeah. they're really solid solid rifle scopes now the thing that kind of pisses me off is they did away with the VX six two to twelve with the windplex reticle. I think that was a huge mistake because right now you a lot of these AR guys kind of getting in that ball game. That's a solid option for that two to twelve power range when it had the windplex reticle, but they did away with it, it which is stupid. <laughs> like, hey, whoa, let's back up here. Let's come back out with that. That's, so much to the so much, so I want a 2 to 12 VX6 with the Winplex. The only one I found is like on eBay, and it's the goddamn dipped one in Optifade or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous, but anyways,
1: it's just like cut like they need to streamline some stuff, I yeah, because it's like the, there's no reason why Leopold can't be like they're already doing so well for their Mark Fives. What they need to do is they need to go in and then drop like the fuck you to everybody else, like fuck you to the zco tangent theta like yeah call it's like they need to have like this is the scope yeah and then like we kind of redefine the rest of their line i think
0: uh, you know steel their vx freedom line for the money is a really good good choice even the one inch versions for like a, that hunter and stuff like that but the 30 mil two ones uh solid solid choice for like a, a generic predator hunting rifle Except now that these LPVOs are getting so good and cheap. You better look out. You're going to start losing sales off. Like, they're 3 to 9, 30 mil, 2. Solid choice for a varmint hunting rifle. But at this current time, I'd probably just choose one of the SIG LPVOs for the same
1: well, that's, same situation. That's what, that's what you're going to see happen is everything's, like, it's it's already been happening to people who are on the forefront of it. Now you're starting to hit, like, that middle of the pack mm-hmm. where, like, the average guy everything's blending for him yeah and they're gonna realize like it's gonna click in their head one day when they realize they have a one to ten on their ar i like, mean i'd probably be pretty good on my my hunting rig yeah why like why am why i Why not why why do i have a three to nine <laughs> exactly and so unless leopold just wants to die on that hill they should really yeah. see what the competition is doing and let's because uh, they are they're way behind on it yeah as they always are yeah like i don't know <laughs> we, we, I could go. We love by. you, Leopold. We're Leopold. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry, Leopold. <laughs> Lucky Leopold. I'm saying it. I don't care what you say. I always just put Leo. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sorry. I mean, Le, 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 Leopold. Like I said, those are my favorites. Uh, I'm going to shout out one other optic choice that really, and this is just not because I'm a sick dick rider, the Romeo Four T. Wait, no, is it the? It's the new one that does the AAA batteries.
0: Um, yeah, you got me. That's all that tactical. It, it is
1: basically the the Comp M M5, Five, Comp M um, Five <laughs> The it, it they came out and it has the uh, the 4XT Pro. Yes, I was so in, impressed the quality of that, and like the setup that comes out of the box. It's like perfectly usable and it's kind of to the point because aim points are impossible to get these days where it's like I might just stop running aim points and start running those. That was a really good one. But other than that, I think it covers optics.
0: Yeah. And I've got some wishes for 2023. We'll get into that later though. Optic mount. Obviously SIG. Their alpha, alpha mount's really good. Whatever this mount is, they call this mount that comes with the MSR line. Fantastic. Got no issues with it. Uh, Warn. I know you're indifferent about Warn, but as far as like a a standard hunting ring, their Warn Mountain Tech lineup, fantastic. Never had any issues out of them. And then their one-piece mounts for like PRS type stuff, pretty good system. Uh, The only problem with it is a lot of times you can find the mounts in stock, but all the accessories typically can't find them in stock which is kind of stupid yeah (laughs) but it's it's been a great mount i use them on a bunch of platforms had zero issues and allegedly that's all made in america which i really like that uh reptilia i really like their mounts because of the no snag shit yeah like super smooth corners and all that stuff they look good great mounts uh Really liking those. And that's more, you know.
1: It's funny because, yeah, they're a tactical mount, but they make a lot of sense on hunting rigs. Yeah, cause especially
0: nowadays with.
1: Because I really like, like, you know, the front gun you have here has the, the geisley has those big, on the on the table. It has the Geisele oh, yeah. has those, uh, the big nuts. Yeah. And it's, like, kind of annoying. Yeah. To have those exposed. Um,
0: I really like, so, so Reptilias is a big slot that you can actually use a big flathead on. Or. Yeah the uh it's a uh, torx. torx i really like the idea of that because the greatest thing about this style that's on the uh what's the Geisley badger and the sig is it's a half inch yeah and it's pretty standardized they have a big half inch nut but as it pertains to hunting where brush can snag on anything look at those big old boys yeah so i'm kind of indifferent like I like the simplicity of the fact that most of them are half inch because I have a bunch of half inch sockets and tools on everything. But I also like the fact that snag free that has a a, a backup type system like the flathead or the Torx, or you have the worn mount which is use to a big Torx, but it's flush like nothing to snag shit. Yeah. So on and so forth, you know, I. At the end of the day, I really like what Riptile is trying to get at, what they're doing. I hope they come out with more and more stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seems like they're doing pretty good. And then that moves me to my last last one. I couldn't really decide between Geisley and Badger. I'm kind of at the. I'm just like, yeah, they're kind of the same shit.
1: Well, <laughs> I I'm a big fan of the Geisley mounts. I like them. Um, the Badger is like you know Geisley plus. Yeah. Because it introduces the modularity yes. of all the attachments, which I really like. Yeah. So you can add, if you want the diving board on top for the different rangefinder. Different lengths
0: of diving boards. Uh, yeah, and
1: multiple links. If you want to run a red dot on the top, it's easy to do that. Um, if you want to run an offset red dot, there's a bunch of options for that. And yep. a bunch of different red dot options. You can mount a data card to them if you want to. Yeah. There's a lot you can do with the badger mounts. Um, the condition one badger mounts. Yeah. So, uh,
0: Super heavy duty yeah i and the the main reason i like I have tons of different rings and mounts and everything else uh but the ones I listed off sig warren reptilian badger are the ones that I've never had any issues with all my other stuff I've had issues here and there with uh you know stuff breaking or what have you those are the ones that I've just had zero issues with price points are good for what you're getting. I like the fact that people are starting to print torque specs on the the on mounts, mounts themselves. Yep. It's great.
1: Use a torque wrench when you mount your crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is a thing. Well, my
0: hands calibrated, son.
1: Yeah, this is a thing. Like <laughs> I would have thought
0: that whole mentality would have died off with like older people. But it still exists out there. It's You should torque anything that's a damn screw or a bolt. Yes. On a firearm.
1: Now if you're in a pinch yeah and you no like, you mount enough of them you'll kind of know where that is but the second you get to a torque like the problem is it's not if you it's not if they're not tight it's that if one's way more over overtorqued than the rest of them right so you go in like on the the four pole the four pattern you know mm-hmm. ring cap there if you to- over-torque one generally mean that before you get snug you're, you're going to undertorque the others or you're going to start over-torquing that one, and you're going yeah. to start to skew everything. But more importantly, when it comes to long range, consistency. That is at yes. every step. You want return to zero, you mount your scope the scope mount on the gun the same here's, way every time. You put the scope in the mount the same way every time.
0: Here's a crazy... Uh, well, I guess it's not that crazy. The uh, reel we did about fixing fix it sticks i don't know why that sounds so weird to say fix it sticks see you kind of messed up the I did. it's weird but anyways in that reel a guy goes i have a buddy who works for vortex and he said over 70 percent of warranty returns are people improperly torquing their scope rings
1: yeah there's a delicate assembly inside of that <laughs> and
0: then a guy comes in who works for some optics and says yes over 70 whatever percent of our returns are due to over torquing enough already people these things are out there
1: fix it sticks wheeler go get torque go get torque tools learn how to use them properly yes. learn how to store them properly get fix f- f- fix fix it with this word fix, gonna, gonna fix- call it, call it sticks i'm just i'm gonna call it f sticks this podcast was brought to you by <laughs> fit this <laughs> that's hard they're great fix it sticks i hate the name fix now. it sticks fix
0: it sticks it sounds so weird to say
1: and we're just going to keep saying it because then you're subconsciously <laughs> going to remember it and then you're going to buy some we're not actually sponsored by them <laughs> but you need some kind of torque capability yes
0: and they have all kinds of kits and uh they're fantastic you can put them everywhere anywhere you should have them on you with a firearm at all times
1: just my opinion yeah in the truck in a bag can arrange get bag. them get some we yeah. also sell them any of the, any of the, any torque products, just get anything that torques that you can measure torque. Uh concur. Read the scope manufacturer's recommendations on torque specs. Always. Too. Some mounts are going to tell you some crazy shit. Yes. Deferred to the manufacturer because.
0: That's, yes. And if there's nowadays it's not very often you get a package that doesn't have a pamphlet that opens up or on the back that tells you torque specs
1: look at that shit we we get it we're men too we don't need no fucking instruction <laughs> manual telling us what to do
0: if they tell you not to Read use it. loctite and they, they tell you a certain torque spec this is per optics manufacturer do what it says yeah now where you could run into issues is the optics manufacturer says this the mount manufacturer says this i mean the mount says this but the optics manufacturer doesn't say something it never hurts to shoot them an email yeah because a lot of times what i've seen on these mounts is they call for ridiculous torch settings and that's probably for more some of these thick tube crazy heavy long-range optics yeah that could probably withstand that but a lot of your optics can't they're not meant to go like 30 inch pounds
1: well again clamping force just because you're putting 30 30 inch pounds on the screw it doesn't mean that's what the tube's getting because yeah. it amplifies so also inch pounds and feet pounds are different <laughs> are two totally different things make sure you pay attention
0: <laughs> moving on i think we we beat that dead horse yeah it's very important
1: yeah we just went off
0: on a total i mean we're i'm gonna get to fix it sticks later on. it still sounds weird later on but i'm glad we brought that up because that was my uh tools like uh shooting tools fix fix it fix it sticks <laughs> but anyways we're mad here Oh, right there. Yeah. That was a uh, gun tools fix it six. My, I don't I mean, I don't, I don't know anybody else that like comes out with a kit like that. Well, other than people who just take a fix it six and rebrand it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as like on the bench tools, I really like that where it's set.
1: Yeah. The, uh, it's very nice. Yep. Yeah, I've been, Slowly accumulating all those. Is it
0: Weira or Wera? Wera, look yeah. it up. They're more <laughs> expensive.
1: It's yeah. The, all of their tools are really nice. I really like their L, the Allen keys and the, the Torx keys. Um, Very nice. The one he's talking about is a three-piece set, which is it's actually three different torque ranges. So it gets really low, two and a half inch pounds in the low end. Yeah, up to sixty, something maybe. I
0: something believe something more than if that. I recall.
1: Really nice sets. What's cool about those, if you're, like, in a production line or something, you can actually order them, like, specifically set to a torque spec, yeah. so they don't, they're do not they not even adjustable. Yeah. Uh, which I'm some sure at some point we'll get into. Um, but, yeah, where are tools in general, all those? I'm still – I still haven't been able to find it. Maybe I'm just an idiot, probably. I want a complete Torx set in every <laughs> increment. Because, like, we've ran into it, those yeah. little oddballs. Yeah. And, you know, other than just individually ordering each bit, I don't, I don't think somebody makes a thing out there.
0: I don't know. I have so much crap. And then still sometimes, every once in a while, something crazy weird will be in there, and you'll just have to use their supplied shitty little Allen ranch, and it yeah. takes forever to do something.
1: I want I want it in a court. I want it to be on the bit, the tor- like the yes. measurement, and I want the tray Yes, where I can – that's all like, nobody makes that someone should it's all like the it'll it'll miss one it'll like miss like a t25 or something yeah, or, yeah no, i want 25 <clears throat> 26 27
0: all the things
1: if you know of anything please comment yeah
0: yeah if there's i mean i haven't looked at tools like gun type tools in a while i'm definitely hoping some new stuff comes out this year
1: it's all it all is cheap
0: most time yes most of your bits are garbage yeah and i've you know over this past several years i've got all kinds of stuff Uh, i will say this whatever bits the fix it sticks yeah they're really good really good i've had zero issues with any of those shearing off or anything like that some of the wheeler shit
2: yeah great
1: (laughs) the wheeler torque wrenches i've noticed are inconsistent from wrench to wrench so that's another thing to remember when you're doing torque like that's why you don't want to max out that torque range just because even if your tool's a little off as long as it's consistent to itself though you're good
0: yeah moving on oh that covers that so i got my little list a little messed up but we're gonna go back well i kind of think since we talked about gun tools Yeah, yeah knock out any of those go ahead and knock out the gun cleaning kit
1: Uh, i have no opinion
0: on this pro shot pro shots really in my opinion stepped up their game of like kits and stuff and i'm I'm really kind of speaking like more of a, a hunting type scenario and this is something that people don't pay enough attention to is having a kit much like the one we have now this is one that i specifically sourced out through pro shot that has your full optics cleaning kit and a great field kit but pro shop makes all kinds of different kits uh, all the way up to like stuff that's not for in the field use they have literally all the things now so it's kind of a great one-stop shop and i've been using their products for i don't know a couple three four years now very i like them you know everybody should have some sort of kit it doesn't matter who you get it through some sort of general standard kit that goes in their field bag or pickup or what have you, because you don't know what's going to happen in the field. But across the board, like a field kit in in my boom room, I even have some of their other kits stashed away in vehicles in case I lose something or whatever. Have some sort of cleaning kit and use the shit. It's really simple. But again, Pro they again, they've really expanded their lineup. They make literally everything now. So it's pretty hard to I like going one place to get all my stuff. Instead of, like, used to, I'd get this stuff over here, this stuff over here. I really just kind of swapped completely to ProShot products. So enough about that. Nobody likes cleaner guns, I guess, so we'll keep moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so technically, it'd be backing up. Let's go to tripod. My pick for 2022 is the Leopold ProGuide. CF436. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure this is made by Lee Photo or somebody. It's all a scene factory. Yes. But I have, especially this tripod, if it's not used three to four times a week, every single week of 2022, I'd be highly surprised. At least three, four times. If not, sometimes seven days a week.
1: Now, something interesting I want to point out about you you typically like to run a smaller tripod than what most people are running. More compact, lighter weight, you know, smaller head. So something to note about that is if you're using a lighter weight tripod, it's going to get beat up more You're using the same yeah. you know, fixed weight gun. So yeah, I think that speaks to the quality. Um, most of the other PRS, the P, PRS guys are real They're running gigantic. Yeah, and I have use. all those. And yeah.
0: there are certain circumstances I use those. But like this one here is primarily my go-to for everything. Like I filmed off this, I shoot off this. Uh, it has been the hell in back, and it's still perfectly fine. It's great for the weight range and all that stuff. So I have this one in there. They have a smaller one that's technically just for glassing, like a very compact, lightweight backcountry hunting type setup. Like it's very small. But I've actually used that thing, and the, the ball head on it is, like, very tiny. It's like glassing with binoculars type stuff. I've actually used that for hunting in a pinch, basically, where I'm just like, I've got, I'm have got i going to be walking a long ways. I've got to trim all this weight down as much as possible and just take the minimal stuff. Yeah. 100% used it. Now, that ball head is 100% probably like a two-pound rating. <laughs> I'm slapping something like this on top of it. It's not going to hold it up like this one will, but it's going to give you that added stability. stability in aiding you in a shot. But this one here, I don't know what the weight rating is on this ball. It has to be at least 40 pounds because, I mean, there's a lot of shit going on here. Holds it just fine. It's been great. You mean the
1: weight, the weight suggestion?
0: Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> It's been a great tripod, and like I said, I'm not one of those guys that just gets one thing, and like, this is the best, because I know it's the best, even though this is the only thing I've used. Yeah, we've got,
1: what, Vortex, Vortex, really, well, I have really right stuff. You use a lot of the Gitzo stuff. Gitzo, really right
0: stuff. Uh, what are the little ones? Uh, silk. Camera. I've got a Silk. Just Manfrotto. Manfrotto. Uh, I plan on... we.
1: I've, I've got a bunch. Or, I've I don't, been ordering some of the popular options just for us to look at.
0: I've got a bunch, and this one just... It checks all the boxes perfectly, and that's why I take it out. And
1: Leopold, it's going to be available at your Leopold dealers. Yeah. You know, it's available.
0: It should be anyways. Yeah. Do You remember the price? This one with the ball head was like $400. Oh, that's really that was. Uh, I think that was pre-COVID as well, though. So it might have gone up a little bit. But, like... I'm going to save this for whenever we start our other little second, 10-minute, whatever we're going to call it, the tripod rant. Yeah. I've been noticing a trend here lately about particular tripods that I really just want to go off right now about, but I'm not going to. I'm saving it for that podcast.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Put ARCA on all your things.
0: ARCA all the freaking things. I mean, I didn't say, I didn't add a, i didn't add a category to my little talk here about arca rails because it doesn't matter just put an arca rail on your shit basically look it's great there's no clamping bullshit going on here and i can place this anywhere
1: and you can take it off and put a camera on it weird you take it off and put other things on it
0: stop i'm just gonna say this (laughs) i have to say it pick
1: a mounting your i mean
0: that too but oh stop buying tripods and spending more money converting them into a ball head setup yes just buy a regular good tripod and put an arc rail on your shit that is all this i don't throw around the phrase game changer it's a game changer because i think it's it, it got way overused back when predator hunting seen this big jump in products and bullshit Arc rails are 100 percent like the my opinion the biggest game changer in years as far as the shooting platform goes but anyways i am digressing uh tripods i mean i just i picked one because i mean this one has literally been my favorite and i've tested all of them not all of them all of them a pretty big majority <laughs> as, of them. as
1: quick as they keep popping up yeah it's impossible to test all of them yeah
0: so and i mean we're going to continue test more i mean i'm sure at some point i'm going to manage to break this up bitch yeah. i mean it always happens but so far it's made of a year that's quite that's pretty good bipods <laughs> and we've already talked about it so i'm just gonna go ahead and reiterate magful bipod the goat now where i'm going to add in something is for daytime hunting off the ground and the great thing about this one is you can use it off of a chair as well and i have my complaints about this although that said still my favorite the mdt skypod
1: uh psych
0: i I call it sky
1: s s (laughs) no c y yeah i was gonna
0: say it's c c anyways whatever
1: it's the mdt it's the it's the the thousand dollar one it's
0: incredibly expensive
1: that's not even the biggest this isn't the biggest one right isn't the other one bigger no this is the same as mine okay that is the biggest one it's freaking
0: yeah i mean it's it's, it's awesome it's though. the
1: bipod she told you not to worry about basically it's awesome for <clears throat> probably not what they intended it to be used for
0: no but it's awesome for predator hunting because i can go anywhere from laying prone you're not going to get this kind of versatility out of most bipods I can go anywhere from laying prone to shooting off the ground sitting position to shooting out of my chair like you see how tall this thing is and it has a ton of adjustability. It is a little on the girthy heavyweight side. It's I would also, like to it's also see also on the expensive side. Very expensive. I would like to see someone really take this design and kind of run with it. Now, in the predator hunting industry, swagger is kinda where a lot of people go to. I don't like it. It's not it's like I, I just don't like it. It's not my thing. It's uh pretty big and bulky now they have come out with some newer models i'll need to get get some check them out but
1: hold hold that up where, like, right here yeah there you go so you can see the full so yeah it's three extensions
0: i don't remember the exact measurement but you can it's still i'm sitting He's sitting in the right chair. Here. Yeah. like it's freaking tall Has unlimited adjustments it's great great bipod very expensive ridiculous now here is the cons this arca clamp does not clamp to all arca things i've had to this is the only one i've had to do this with so i would just assume it's again it could be mine that i've probably clogged up with dirt like maybe it won't tighten down as far as it will but anyways a few of the uh little arca rails i have on stuff this won't clamp onto, but literally anything else I have that has an arc clamp will clamp onto it. So I have to assume it's either something I did to it, or it's
1: you have Rain yours pretty hard. Probably <laughs> that's a that's a new one.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's definite differences. Like I should have brought mine in here because you can see how ragged it is now, <laughs> but it still works. With the exception of say, there's basically infinite adjustability in this thing, which is what I like so much. Now the one of the biggest things I like is. It has a pan feature. Now, when you're sitting down making a stand and the couch's moving as they typically always do, instead of having to pick up and completely move your bipod, you can unlock, can they see this right yes. here? Yeah. Unlock the pan feature and it gives you some pan without having to lift up your bipod. Now, this is highly important in those moving shots from the ground because if you take a standard old, like the the other commonly used one is the old tall harris and especially means those freaking legs are spring loaded if you try to pan with that instead of picking up and moving it it basically builds in this loaded pressure <laughs> and if you're in the right scenario and i've had this happen like it basically tries to launch your rifle or it basically again we'll get into bipods a different day it loads up your stock to have this weird recoil impulse i hate it having a pan feature is highly important in my personal opinion and the only problem with the sky here psych or whatever pod is and i think it's probably due for a good cleaning is probably the biggest issue you had it a year yeah that's uh that's a lifetime in predator hunting years my little lever here i have to use a pair of pliers to move it and that's very annoying for daytime hunting stands
1: yeah we also have very <laughs> fine dust out here
0: yeah so i you know i would think they probably go ahead and just make it like a little oh, uh lever instead of this little weird knob that's kind of hard anyways but anyways all in all my favorite my point as far as predator hunting daytime predator hunting uh, you know anything you can i can find problems with anything they probably didn't have originally develop it for predator hunting but i use it for that and it, it's super expensive Nobody likes that, but that's enough about my bipods. Sorry, Atlas. (laughs) We've already done uh, gun cleaning and gun tools. My next, next one is nylon gear. As you can see here, (laughs) there's a magnitude of Coltec, Coltec products, big fans of Coltec. Uh, We've worked a lot with them on a bunch of different little small projects uh they already make a bunch of cool stuff anyways good, good good stuff for uh prs shooting and they've been kind of breaking into the uh hunting market a little more and more and i'm gonna go ahead and like say my favorites obviously the slings they make for us suppressor covers uh their new premiere isn't that called the premiere the new battle harness yeah the new premiere battle harness, which is on the end of the table over here super nice really cool uh i probably I, ha, I don't have quite a year on it yet using it but i will probably here in about three months so far it's holding up very well really like what they're doing that the Whooby bag yep like that a lot for a rear shooting bag whatever the small cuddle bag is called do you remember the name
1: i remember we were, i wanted to i was petitioning to change it like little bag or something i don't remember
0: it's basically their cuddle bag. Yeah. But the, smaller. The smallest one they have. Uh fantastic. And then their go to shooting mat, which you'll see here in just a minute. I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and pick up Big Boy and put him on the table here.
1: Well, be careful, my bipond. It might it might get used. It might get scratched. Oh geez. So Okay boomer.
0: Go to shooting bag, uh, shooting mat they're on the bottom it's like a compact shooting mat so anybody who actually hunts or shoots outside of a uh, range will start to see that a couple things number one short bipods ain't worth a shit and majority of your long-range hunting scenarios a lot of your shooting is going to be made off of a tripod but a lot of country we hunt in you can lay prone, but you need a taller bipod, which is why I like the woobie bag and the s- smaller. We're gonna call that the smaller. Uh, what do they What do they call that one? We just said it. The smaller. I uh,
1: don't know cuddle bag.
0: Cuddle bag. Because that smaller cuddle bag, I can actually use it as rear bag in a pinch. Or the woobie bag, it's taller. So great thing about the Magpul bipod, fully extended, it's pretty tall. So. You'll find in these long-range hunting scenarios, a lot of times, like a 69-inch bipod, it's completely worthless. So you need taller bipod, taller rear rest, and you'll also find that you typically don't get to dictate where you lay prone at. So having some sort of compact, tougher material little uh, shooting pad to lay down to, to deploy very quickly that just covers your chest and your elbows, which is kind of what that one's kind of about is highly important and that's why it literally stays on this bag at all times enough of that uh nylon gear coltac and i guess my next favorite would be 511 uh, because of their packs i've really gotten into their packs uh we'll maybe we'll cover like packs in another video there's tons of different packs great packs for the monies it's pretty hard to beat 511 this one's basically worn nearly every single day and it's carried a lot, a lot of weight. Like it's, it's dry weight before I even put anything in it, because of the gear I keep in this thing. It's probably more than what people like to carry. Anyways, it's so it's. I mean, it's it's been a um, little under a year worth of abuse, and it still holds. Like no zippers are broken, nothing like that. And I, this thing gets loaded up a lot. So, nylon gear, Coltac, uh, five eleven. That's where I'm at on that. Soft gun case, kind of. Since we're on the nylon gear type scenario, Savior—that's my pick. I don't know. Well, there it goes. Uh Savior gun, soft gun cases. Pretty. Yeah,
1: they're new company. They've been releasing a lot of cool stuff. Pretty nice bags, uh, gun storage stuff for your house, gun racks, um, pistol racks. I've been impressed with all your stuff. Really high quality. Some yeah. Type A comes with. Yeah, uh, comes with Savior. Some of the other brands have been. That's doing how I
0: become aware of them was uh, my first type. A came in a FDE. I want to say Gunworks Savior.
1: did a thing with them. I believe you're right. Um, they have a lot of different styles of bags. They ha- They actually have one, which I don't think we've gotten yet, but is made for like a long range bag. Yeah. Yeah. That has a lot of cool features to it.
0: I've been. Uh, I've been really impressed with Savior. I have a ton of cases. I've gotten to where unless I'm. I have to haul it in the back of my truck. I don't even use hard cases anymore.
1: They're annoying.
0: But I use soft cases a bunch. because, like, especially when we're going out hunting somewhere, and we're going to be hunting out of side by sides or whatever the case may be. I still carry that case slide the rifle in there because again, dust is a real thing out here. And, uh, savior so far is the only one I haven't managed to break. <laughs> so, And you know, like, you know, pretty hard on shit moving on i mean do you have any other recommendations for soft gun cases Magpul's coming out with some i mean uh not magpul 511s coming out with some interested to see them
1: i really think savior i mean they're just very well built
0: yes very much and coltac did something they may still do some yeah but it's, it's, like custom yeah ordered size and- custom ordered which we did some we might get to that at a later point. But for, like, just buy off shelf a really high-quality soft gun case, Savior, that's my pick. And, I, you know, there's lots of options out there. And Savior's still at a great price point. Don't cheat you out, because, I mean, I promise you, I have, I've owned a lot of the cheaper ones, and the goddamn zippers always break. Yep. Or or you're, you got your whatever dollar rifle that some bitch in the handle breaks or whatever the case may be because it's cheap shit most time like the on your cheaper nylon gear and goods most time first thing goes like your zippers but i haven't had any issues out of savior really like them huge fan um moving on to hunting chair daytime we're talking about daytime right now as far as the ground chair now this has been a topic of discussion I am developing a one that I don't know when we're going to come out with, but I've got one developed. But as far as like a um, one you can buy, I have not been impressed with any of them. I've managed to tear up any of them within one season uh, or, or they're not comfortable whatsoever. Like there's always down like Most of this shit's made in China and I get it. It's cheap, but I don't know. I just don't have a ground chair. I recommend anymore. Like as far as like, Being compact and everything else, and comfortable and longevity, they all fall apart with women one season. So I'm not even going to recommend one. And I haven't tried all. I haven't tried Lucky Ducks' new one, but it doesn't really have a ground cushion, and I don't have a butt. (laughs) It's you know, it'd be fine like to keep your butt from directly contacting snow. Or stickers are a big thing in some of our places up in uh, Oklahoma. But I like I like a little bit of cushion because I ain't got no I ain't got no tookus, so I don't really have one. I recommend as far as a ground stool. I'm just I've been running for the past three or four years. The little cheap ass trifold. Here's one right here from Academy, like five dollars. You know they don't always last the longest, but you just throw away and get a new one. <laughs> but again, I like compact lightweight stuff. I can slide this in this pack and go on. That's what I've been running for the past, I don't know, three, four years. Get an academy. Super cheap. High rack chair. Obviously, TPH chairs. Not Don't need to spend much time on that. Everybody kind of knew, probably knew the answer to that. Lights. I'm still running Kills on lights uh, more than anything. Uh, there's a, Other than Fox Pro coming out with a new light this year, the light market's pretty stagnant uh not really much going on there i I have to think it's because of the popularity of night vision and thermal primary thermal uh really just killed the predator hunting light market but there are other light manufacturers outside of the predator hunting community you should probably look into but i still run my kill zones warm white bright as hell simple i don't i don't need real stats and all that crap you know that's just me though uh as far as a ir illuminator or whatever they call it whatever you tactical kids call it uh it's a recommendation of a gentleman at ally outdoors i tried uh what's this company called 15 no z bolt. is that correct right? yes z bolt i think i spent like 300 dollars on this yeah that thing's freaking amazing it's uh it's pretty serious and i was searching for one that i could mount on the gun for when i wanted wanted to shoot off the tripod because when i'm in my chairs i have back before Kyle light sold out to gsm or whoever we had Kyle light make us some hour illuminators in the gym one pro body so when I'm of my chairs running the night vision scope that's what i run one of those and it's crazy it's big and you know it's fine for a chair but when i go off a tripod or you know wanting to stay compact like out deer stands i don't care that john almost light. a lot this thing's freaking awesome uh well worth the money z bolt check their website out uh very very happy with that purchase headlamp uh my my winner of 2022 this headlamps are a thing that i go through a lot of and i don't use them on stand or anything like that i use them a lot to and fro deer stands and to and from like getting in and out of the rack and so on and so forth i go through a bunch every year i either lose them break them what have you or i'm just not happy uh i don't like big gawky things because i just want to be able to leave it on all night once i'm not hunting and turn it off when i don't need it nebo come out with this little i don't remember the oh macro micro No, I guess it's micro. Macro, 500 lumen, whatever. It's very small. Crazy bright. Battery life kind of sucks. But that's the one I I really like this year because of the lightweight and all that stuff. And it's like $34. (laughs) Moving on to night vision. Same as it was last year. PBS 24LR. Isn't that what that's called? Yeah. It's the L3 Harris. Now, interesting little side note to this is so EOTech separated from?
1: Yes. They're getting that group. Uh, In private.
0: Separated from L3. Yeah. They are They just started dropping a lot of new products as it pertains to night vision thermal. And I think they have a new version of this. They do. I really want to check that out. But these things are freaking. It's just personal preference. At the end of the day, I like shooting behind my daytime optics with a clip on night vision. And I like scanning with a the thermal. I just, I don't know. Something about thermals, I just really don't like shooting that much behind them. Unless I'm just sitting in their stand shooting at pigs in a feeder. But as far as like cow hunting and everything else, I really like this clip on. It's been fantastic. I love it. Uh, I'm not, you know, I don't really venture outside of that as far as night vision goes. I do have some uh, real cheap units and I can't remember. I can't even remember. I don't even care enough to remember (laughs) who makes them. It was just the first time I went to a certain place. I didn't take no night vision or thermal, and I wanted to, so I ran down to like a local pawn shop and bought like this cheap ass. And it's actually pretty fair. It's like six hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't remember what it. You know, it's nothing like this. It's a digital night vision, but it's it's pretty fair. Uh, Pass that out. I don't even know what else is new on the market. Thermals. My favorite for twenty twenty two was the ira rico micro rh25 now close second now i'm not even gonna do that for this one i'm just gonna say that's my favorite for 2022 that's a tiny little unit and it's super impressive for its size and all that and there's there's grillions of thermals i haven't seen because like who can keep up with the thermal market yeah Uh, i know pulsar just come out with a bunch of new stuff and um uh, well i race come out with much new stuff but the, of the stuff i've seen and the one i've really been impressed with especially for its size of that mic that uh, rico micro rh25 uh quick little note on skinning knife because i mean i'm not talking strictly from predators and if i needed to if i was going to try and skin out a predator this is what i would use outdoor edge this is the uh light uh razor edge light edc pretty handy it's just like their other products you know it has a swap swap out blade their normal like their flagship unit of the switch blade or whatever they call that the orange ones that have the gut hook as well we've had the same two since i bought the first two i got uh still going strong like the the gut hook side because uh you know pappy likes to show off and split rib cages of does and stuff because he can with a knife i just use, use shears they're literally so dull it's like it almost can't even use it to cut skin anymore but been fantastic products they don't get taken care of they get washed and put up wet like they're fine uh, we've been through literally thousands of razor blades on them like great little products out of my favorite skinning knife Do you have anything to add to your favorite skinning knife?
1: <laughs> half face,
0: That's a, I was kind of keying yet up for that. Yeah. I have literally, I think I have two or three half face gifted to me, honestly. I've, I've never cut shit with them. They're probably up there. <laughs> I just, <clears throat> I don't know. Other
1: than my chef's knives from them, I guarantee you most of mine have been used to open up boxes. <laughs>
0: I just I can't you know, when they I have profound love for knives. Yeah. Uh all of my expensive ones, I just can't bring myself to use them for anything. Yeah. Uh I'd rather just look at them
1: <laughs> Well, with those, I mean I used to I used to be pretty hard because I used I used to carry one. Yeah. Which I just got one of their flippers, but uh like as rare as they are now, it like makes me just like, ugh. Right. Uh, before I do, I generally with knives I give a fuck. I like to use my expensive ones, but yeah, something about
0: nowadays. I used to carry a pocket knife, which was an outdoor edge razor. Yeah, for boxes, yeah, pretty neat little deal. But I keep losing them. But I carry a uh i have bunches of these. I'm a I'm a huge fan of Leathermans. I carry what one every nerd. every single day. They're so freaking handy.
1: People, and I
0: have all the different kinds for different What's things. It's funny
1: because you also carry around like fix it sticks and everything else, yeah.
0: like you have like actual toolkits, redundancies for everything. Sean.
1: He's, uh, he's a bit OCD,
0: but uh, every single day, this this guy goes on. Huge fan of a particular Kershaw knife that I can't ever find anymore. I can't remember the name of it, but anyways, uh, clothing. I'm just gonna to stick to hunting. My favorite clothing, hunting clothing this year has been kuyu. I finally uh
1: KUU KUU the goat.
0: I finally like invested in a whole entire system of their new camo pattern, and I really like it. I really like their pants. I think more than anything. I, I find myself wearing a lot of Sitka shirts and base layer type stuff, tops, but a lot of kuyu pants. But I I finally invested a grillion dollars into a full suit of KU. Like it, like a lot. I, will just, I did that last year during the sales. Uh, and then, You know, mainly KU, but, uh, you know, obviously Sitka's good and all that. I don't want to... We'll probably save, like... Maybe, hopefully, we can get someone in from one of those companies, but we'll probably save, like, an in-depth clothing, hunting clothing talk for another day.
1: I think the big thing is, go on their website. They all have like the system builders now can put what you're doing and it'll tell you what you need. Yeah. It's the best way to do it.
0: Boots. This is going to be now. Keep in mind, we don't. Hey dude. <laughs> that's, that's them. Uh, that's my house. shoes. sometimes my going to town. shoes. uh, but boots like my, my most used pair of hunting boots is some goddamn Nike combat boots. <laughs> I freaking, they're comfortable. Like, once I got them, at first I was like, I don't know about this. Once I got them broke in, like, I, what did we get those like two years ago?
1: Yeah. Oh, we, you should,
0: did you not get a pair? No. Oh, I thought all three of us got some. No. But, anyways, my, the grip, the treads almost wore out of mine. Cause like I ran in them bitches for a long time. Just, you know, trying to get them really broke in. But that's, you know, you got, you also got to think it never rains here it's like very little rain uh majority of the time i could just put on a pair of wigwam socks and i'm good for our winters yeah like i do have some danners and all kinds of other shit for like these once a week a year type bullshit events but like pr- primary most of the time we're you know dry arid climate i just need good hiking boots that are super comfy those have been really great uh, i mean as long as still I still have tread on them, I'm going to keep wearing them. They yeah. haven't fallen apart yet. Uh, And this is next one is kind of for you because I do get asked a lot. Anytime we put out like a, a cool reel with footage or a good photo of, you know, like the bobcat and what have you. I get asked about cameras a lot. Before I, I cut him loose because he's the, oh God. the camera yeah. guy. I have a... Uh, what is it, Sony A seven I or whatever?
1: I think you're still rocking the Sony A seven R three.
0: And then what's the uh not the big lens, the bigger, like the smaller one than the bigger uh it'd be the seventy two to, to
1: it'd be the one to four hundred or the seventy to two with a
0: two times extender.
1: So probably the one hundred to four hundred. That's yeah, that's a classic.
0: I use for like most of the animal footage you see me get, that's what I'm using. If not the new big lens,
1: which is the 600,
0: which is a big old boy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's telescope.
0: Uh, it's like it, the, it's so wonderful what it does, but it's so awful to carry around anywhere, especially in deer stands. Did you see, like, it? freaking windows ain't even that big. <laughs> it's
1: bad. Yeah. We need at some, at some point, you get the 400 2.8. It'll be.
0: But I mean, that's kind of, that I don't even know what I'm, like, if, sometimes i'll mess with the settings in my camera and it just throws me off for the next several months but, i don't know what i'm doing
1: but honestly that that yeah wait he's he's not the guy um that 100 to 400 for the size especially with the extender is really hard to beat like if yeah you, if somebody was just wanting wildlife stuff actually yeah. i literally got a thumbnail for a video when i pulled up the computer it was like the you know something something wildlife photography was talking about that lens it's um, pretty handy you know where where you start to run out on like that setup is low light.
0: Yeah, and that's where the big boy takes over, hard core. Yeah, because
1: what happens when you put that extender on? It's already like a five, yeah, you're yeah, losing you're, a lot. It's just
0: like looking through a cheap shitty scope. You're looking through a bunch of lenses and everything else.
1: Yeah, so I guess what you just what best can what was the question?
0: What's your favorite camera of 2022?
1: Well, this is my favorite. Is not what I would recommend to anybody. My favorite is going to be the the any of the Hasselblad digital. So the 907 X. I'll put a picture. I'm gonna put a little ding in a picture right here. Bing. Uh, it's odd duck. It's a is meaning that the one digital
0: that you were uh,
1: renting and yeah, yeah okay yeah. I'm currently saving up. If anybody wants to donate for a Hasselblad <laughs> X2D. So I got I got into the Hasselblad system. So the you have the 907 X, which is like it's a very different looking camera. I absolutely love it. It, it looks
0: are, very impractical.
1: They're they're incredibly impractical cameras, but like the images you get compared to something like a Sony, which yeah. is just so versatile, you get some really stunning images, and uh, they're really expensive and really niche and
0: bougie white people.
1: Yeah, the lenses suck. They suck to carry around. It sucks battery. The files are huge. <laughs> the autofocus is terrible. The low light performance sucks. Uh, the apertures aren't that wide, but you can get some really cool shots. Yeah. Um. Yeah, some know, of
0: the pictures y'all took uh, when Justin was here that y'all were taking with that camera were freaking crazy.
1: Yeah, and then the new one, what's crazy, so the new X-Studio that came out, it's like it fixes all of those impractical problems and gives you like a lot to work with. So, yeah, the second, I, I got to sell a few guns. I'm selling a few guns to get the other one. I just got to <laughs> sell them.
0: We need to have... And I really wanted to, you know, you and Justin to really... Sp- go down this road when i i couldn't get him to come on the podcast (laughs) he's shy i really want to have a a podcast devoted to like filming and taking photos of in particular like deer and cows yeah at some point i really a lot of people ask about it
1: i was gonna say i should i need to get you in contact with the guy i went to high school with who that's literally his whole gig now as he goes around taking pictures of uh, for like deer ranches, particularly like the big hyphen stuff, and yeah, I bet he could give a lot of interesting perspective because I've obviously done it with you. I my I mean my knowledge is more just photography in general. Um, yeah, that'd be really interesting. Now, if you're if you're interested, the thing about photography is it's like it's like shooting long range. You know, yeah, you can spend a get bunch of money and get <laughs> get something to make it easier, but at the end of the day, you have to just know, You have to learn. It's, it's art form. Yep. And you can't buy your
0: way into that one.
1: <laughs> no, like, yeah, no. I mean, you, you can buy
0: good equipment all day long, but you have to know what you're doing 100%. I mean, I mean, how like the
1: stuff you're running? I mean, it's over 10 grand worth of easily. Not even including the big, the big lens itself. That's a yeah. $12,000 lens. A big old boy. Yeah, big old boy. <laughs> That's a boy watch. Um, Sony... Is really, if you're interested, there's two directions I'd send you. Sony or Fujifilm. Um, you can really get into some pretty cheap stuff with Sony. I say cheap. A couple grand. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just, that's a hard one. It's, it's something you got to dedicate yourself if you're actually interested in it. Learn it. If you have any questions particularly, uh, post them. I'll, I'll answer whatever I can, but, I mean, I've been doing photography for yeah a, lo- a lot of years now, and there's still so much I don't know. And then when you get into video it's a that's a whole other whole other world. I
0: think uh, to me it seems like the biggest pain in the ass is editing.
1: Is that, I mean Well yes, well I it's kind of like anything else right, it's like workflow. Like if you're really good at filming, the editing comes easier. Right. But like you you know sorting through stuff right. and finding and oh if I just would have had this shot or if I just would have did this this would have been easier. Like the editing is its own barrier to entry. Yes. But like getting a stable (laughs) shot, like, you know, it took us a while to even dial this. And this is a very simple camera setup. Yeah. Not even an expensive camera. It looks, looks good. Um, But it is, it's a lot of tweaking, a lot of learning. And then with video comes sound, which is a whole other thing, which I've learned a lot about that this year. It's been a giant pain. I hope our audio is decent. I know, it could, I know it could still improve, but... You can
0: definitely... You can always improve anything, but it's definitely way better than most of the shit out there.
1: Yeah, I'm so... I was going to say that. Well, you kind of look at that, and same thing with photography. Right, Like, where are you trying to be? Are you trying to be... You know, are you trying to be a Wyman Mineser, or are you just want to take pictures? Like, when you go out and have cool pictures, to remember, yeah, those kind of look different, which, really with phones nowadays, like phones are so impressive and they're getting better every year like you can really do a lot of that off of a phone <laughs> um but you know yeah we'll have to do like a long form
0: yeah because i mean there's a lot there's a lot to get into there when you start talking about shooting really good quality at longer distances you might as well just start increasing that budget for lenses is what well, i'm yeah, saying because
1: it's it's that and then also the camera like because like the big lens that has internal st- stability so it's it's kind of like long range like right like you know, the, the, you have your atmospheric conditions and you have, you know, holding the camera steady, what's your camera capable of. And yeah, it's a whole, whole rabbit hole. Absolutely.
0: It's like anything you can uh, get into a lot of money very fast.
1: Oh, I mean, God, yeah. I mean, my gun hobby is bad, but my camera hobby.
0: <laughs> I mean, again, we'll, we'll say that for a full podcast. Cause there, yeah. I, I probably get that asked just as much as All these, you know, questions I'm answering right now about hunting gear is, hey, what camera y'all running? I'm just like a Sony.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the other the the other other recommendation, which is probably what I'd give you for shooting too is, go out there and just start doing it. Yeah, and you'll kind of learn what you need. Um, if you already have some kind of camera, even if it's old, go like you can, like, unlike the gun community, which is highly hindered on things like YouTube, like camera community you can go watch a 40 minute video to learn every in and out of your camera. Yeah. Like all that content's out there and so many people are doing it. So
0: yeah. Next is mouth calls.
1: Oh, what well, my favorite mouth calls. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> you should have had something ready to go. So you can just really sell it. Obviously open read TPH mouth call available now on the website. Uh, for a closed read, my these answers have been the same for the past I don't know four or five years. Just because, again, the market kind of went stagnant. I mean, there's still some custom call makers out there doing cool stuff, but the market kind of went stagnant as as it pertains to mouth calls. And you know, I kind of found in a, a certain groove of three mouth calls, and that's kind of where I live. Uh, the TPH open read, which is made by Ryan Game Calls. You know, there's no secret there. The stickers on the side of the call. Uh, Closed reads hairy legged critter calls and then what which one in particular is the rodent i probably use the rodent more than anything uh been literally any of the mouth calls and then as far as diaphragm call mfk you know uh i tried early on when it, again the predator hunt scene was you know jamming along and all kinds of stuff i tried all kinds of different diaphragms at the end of the day i ended on mfk uh probably the howling mofo and the pup screamer go with me there's some in this pack uh, everywhere uh super easy to use uh, as it pertains to the diaphragm calls mouth calls i don't i to spend any more time on that because again the market's kind of stagnant there's lots of different calls i mean i've got grillions of them in this room and uh any of them work if you use them correctly ammo my favorite ammo for the year <laughs>
1: Wait, where's the. Is it? No, is you it? Know. no. <laughs> no. Is it? it's here somewhere.
0: Can you, can you just label your soundboard, please?
1: It's not that one either. Where's it at?
0: You just totally ruined it.
1: Yeah. Totally ruined it. I, I hit the right one the first time. It's <laughs> in it play.
0: Ally munitions. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and throw out a, a shout out to another ammo manufacturer. Well, the big boys. Yeah. Hornady.
1: Yeah. Doing it the best. Just
0: freaking knocking it out of the park.
1: Like, oh, you want a new cartridge that's better than everything else that came before it? Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Hornady. I you, I really love listening to their podcast. If you have any questions about any cartridge they develop, just go listen to one of the podcasts because they will tell you how and why. Yep. and then it makes sense yep. um yeah they're, changed, they're doing shit right change the game yep and they really did like who else has yeah. done anything
0: comparable no one none of the other ammo manufacturers
1: not even close. i mean obviously the creedmoor <laughs> <laughs> you just go lead the ring on dirt podcast I don't know why my phone's never not on silent. So that's that's weird. the first
0: time I ever heard your phone ring. Yeah, it's kind of like mine.
1: So, yeah, all the the PR the new seven PRC. I don't know when we're gonna get one of those, but
0: hopefully, I mean i I've been eyeballing a whole bunch of rifles.
1: Are there <laughs> are the runs available?
0: Uh, Gunbroker. Yeah, yeah. You know. But I haven't seen. I mean, I'm not gonna go on Gunbroker my ammo ever because it's a goddamn expensive when people put it on there. Yeah, as soon as like, we see some ammo come across, I'm gonna start development. I mean, again, I don't suspect it'll take very long because I already know which 7 millimeter projectiles I love in the 180 grain weight class, which is the ELDM and the Burger VLdh. It's crazy. Uh, I already kind of, I'm pretty sure I can have a load developed for that within about an hour. Yeah, because crazy.
1: Well, it's just a mm millimeter Remag. <laughs> it won't do nothing. It won't do. Headspace, <laughs> no headspace off the, sh- the rim. It's yeah,
0: it's totally fine. Again, as soon as that you know, we've already been getting emails about it. Y'all yeah. got seven PRC ready yet? and I'm like, no, yeah. You gonna get some brass out here? I'm sure mid to late twenty three, you're gonna start seeing companies like ADG and uh, probably Petersons start slapping out some seven PRC brass i just i can't imagine they won't yeah i can't imagine it may be a pretty low quality to begin with but i can't imagine they won't flip some out there
1: but luckily being that hornady when they design their rifles and they design the sammy specs you get solid ammo choices with you know solid barrel twists that are commonly available so you know what shoot that factory ammo you'll be fine for now and then yeah. when we get around and we release some release our yeah. stuff it'll be even better
0: yep Again, I mean, there is, especially in the big boys, I mean, there's other, uh, I guess what's known as boutique ammo companies out there killing it. Like uh, the guys with all the freaking fancy powder droppers. Eagle Eye? No. Uh, they just recently expanded. Oh, unknown munitions. Unknown munitions, killing it
1: yeah they do really cool stuff i Uh, still i keep meaning to order some but
0: i've talked to that guy a bunch of times super nice uh at some point there
1: was was some stuff that you didn't have was it maybe there's just some stuff you haven't loaded for yet i was just gonna order from them
0: they're killing it they're doing i mean they recently opened up a little store there nice they're doing some like they got their own actions going like sounds like they're becoming
1: pretty known hi no they Good have not change your name now they just did their action with bat um yeah and they released their rings yeah yeah i really like them do a lot of cool stuff
0: uh really nice guys talk to them several times
1: I, and their layout's really cool uh they're they give you a lot of information there's a lot of selection yeah. which i think it's i think they like built to order
0: they do load packs i know i don't know i haven't looked at their website in a minute hot minute i don't know what they're up yeah. to now but I think they do like load packs to where you can kind of really dial in your load and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, so precision long-range ammo, uh, no munitions. They're definitely they are definitely check them out.
0: They do a lot of cool stuff. Uh,
1: yeah. I just like their Instagram posts.
0: Yeah. They're they're killing it. No, uh, yeah,
1: that's kind of... Anybody else run on ammo? ammo? Anybody
0: else? Hmm, no. Yeah. Those are my like, top favorites. I mean, Gorilla's doing... getting. Grilla seems interesting.
1: Together. Um, I really like watching Grindhard ammo.
0: That's who I was trying to think of, not Gorilla. I've never even tried a Gorilla.
1: Um uh, Grindhard. Well, Gorilla's Gr- doing some interesting stuff too, but Grindhard, it's interesting because they're I've been following that guy because he had some James had bought some stuff from him years ago. I've been following him for like since 15, maybe, 16. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna do like he's like, I'm gonna do this whole thing. And to see him do an actual when we say ammo company, he is. Making his own brass casings and balls, spinning up, getting they're going to be doing their own primers at some boy. point. Like they are, and they're doing bulk, uh, bulk, you know, nine mil, five five six. But then they're doing their what do they call it? team has been using it. It's Controlled chaos, something. I think so. They've been doing some kind of hunting ammo that's supposed to be pretty cool. Um, six five, and six five creed, but it's re- I really like watching new companies form from yeah, uh, people. And then another one if you're into subsonic stuff discreet ball- yeah ballistics. yeah i
0: forgot about them for a second they're really heavy into the 300 blackout subsonic expanding stuff
1: they seem to be like the guys when it comes yeah. to subsonic ammo yeah
0: and i you know hats off to them because subsonic. i hate developing and working on subsonic shit yeah that's a different subject for every day i just don't i dislike it uh i guess my my last four 2022 favorites my last uh, little subject here is favorite podcast. And I'm not going to be, you know, of myself and say ours because there's definitely always room for improvement as it pertains to myself.
1: We've definitely, I mean, we've learned so much. Yes. And I, I feel like we're just now starting to like find our stride a little bit. Right. I think, I think with our plans for next year, that's going to get better.
0: Yeah. But my particular favorites, now I listen to a, a gobs of different podcasts. And uh, I had to just choose a few of my favorites. I, kinda, I don't I don't consume any music except for maybe once a month. I just get in the mood and want to listen to a song. All the other time, AirPods are in or in the pickup podcast. I consume lots of information that way because there's lots to be had out there. Uh, as far as predator hunting podcast, I'm going to go with Jeff's. Uh, he's very and I and, you know. I'll admit I haven't listened to Fox Pro's new one yet, because I'm I'm always behind on all my shit. So, yeah. uh, so currently my favorite predator hunting podcast is Jeff's because he's very much more uh, information driven. Like, and we we've gotten a little bit of kickback, not a lot. You know, even though this is the Texas predator hunting podcast, and if you actually listen to the podcast, a lot of things really play into the predator hunting thing. But we're exploring all things. Like, yeah. and we do some deer hunting coverage and because that's kind of tied in with predator hunting but and we'll kind of talk on different subjects here and there but if you if you just listen most of the things i do is to make me a better predator hunter like and i'll and I work that shit in everywhere i can but we're not strictly predator hunting like we're all things yeah. kind of all things hunting but jeff is really kind of focused on predator hunters and predator hunting topics and so on and so forth and just my opinion he Again, I haven't listened to the Fox Pro one, and I'm sure there's a few new ones I haven't caught as well. But I try to I try to keep up with all the new ones. His is my favorite. Uh, Jeff's a great guy. His Eastman's Predator Pros podcast. Check check his stuff out. Uh, I there's a lot of decent hunting like general hunting podcast. I I think my favorite is Bear Grease, uh, which is like a an offshoot from uh what's his name
1: uh steve renella
0: yeah steve renella and them kind of own like their own little podcast network now and bear grease is an offshoot is you know uh buddies of steve now it's like a they do a one or two podcasts a week i can't remember i think two for sure because they have like a their normal episode, then they have like what it's called a Bear Grease render, where they just kind of it's like a bullshit session, kind of like this has been. But he does a lot of stuff on history. I love it. I, I really like that guy's uh, setup, and he's got some super interesting stories. And it's called the Bear Grease podcast, Cleared Hot with Andy Stumpf, uh, yeah. great podcast. Jocko, naturally, and then uh, one of my newest favorites. I had watched like a bunch of clips over the years and stuff like that, uh, but here recently I just become like a weekly listener. I think he kind of moved up my list. It's Sean Ride show. He's got a fascinating guest all, all That's the what time. I was going to say,
1: is just like, it's, yeah, I really, his are like a treat because it's, you don't know what you're about just to get into.
0: Freaking awesome guest. Yeah. And uh, he reminds us of <laughs> 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 one yeah. of our friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's It's hilarious. I mean that's that's my top five podcasts. I listen to way too many of them.
1: Yeah, that's. I was sitting there thinking while you were saying that, like I couldn't even imagine trying. I listen to so much. It's hard varied to pick. content. That like, there are very few things that I'm like. Oh, I have to listen to the new episode of this because I'm just. This month I might be on this. You 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 know this of all people. I'm schizophrenic or whatever. But uh, all over crazy the person. So like yeah, my interests vary from like week to week and month to month. So I'm constantly listening to new things, but shooting wise, is a great listen. I like Hornady. I'm I'm not going to consider the these my part. top because like it's not like because yeah, get, Hornady no, gets listened to every week. Yeah, um, Vortex has some pretty good stuff. I don't really watch their stuff. It depends on their subject. I'll if it's something yes. I'm interested in, I'll go drop yes. it.
0: Yes, and it's I find it so hilarious because it's just, I really I like them. Yeah, uh, uh Ryan Muckenhurn does we, all their caliber shit, and he's like, he's almost the polar opposite of us as it pertains to like caliber. Oh yeah, you gotta of. get that. He's, he's very boomer yeah. mentality. Uh,
1: twenty twenty three goals go on the <laughs> Vortex podcast.
0: I would love to go on their podcast. Uh,
1: I I, I didn't realize there's a couple episodes I was watching this week. Um, uh, because I drive a lot, so I'm constantly playing podcasts. But uh. I don't know how goofy they all were. Yes. And I started realizing, I'm like, oh, this that would probably be fun. Yes. Yeah.
0: You know? Yes. Uh, you know, I typically listen to it every week. But, I mean, there's some subjects I'm like, I don't give a shit about them. Honestly.
1: I really like the Gunworks podcast. I do um, It's particularly the older stuff, honestly. Yeah. You, you can learn a lot from that. Uh, the As far as gun industry, the Q podcast, sometimes the episodes are a bit much. <laughs> but they have some really cool guests they're pretty yeah. fun to listen to yeah,
0: yeah if you're in the gun industry stuff
1: um in particular i really love their eotech podcast yeah. i learned a lot on yeah. that one um
0: i concur i really like the leopold podcast but they haven't come out with a new one since march of two years ago or so it's like either do it or don't i guess they decide don't
1: probably COVID, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but the broom is like well how are not making any money off this <laughs> Shut it down. Change the scope reticle and add a th- different throw lever on it. Call it an LBVO. <laughs> Past that, I'm going to recommend because I don't want to get too far off into my political realm of podcasts. Oh, just great. But this podcast really like, I think, if you're right-leaning, you'll like it. Uh, it's the I'm Doing Great podcast.
0: I'm Doing Great. Yeah.
1: Um. Interesting. It's an interesting group. Uh. Interesting combination of people. Pretty funny. Kind of very far right wing, but like in a great way i've i've never lucas was on there i'll send you that episode i enjoyed the episode when he was on vortex uh i guess i never
0: listened to that one yeah um my my podcasts are like very much like that that jocko crowd andy and yeah. rogan and all that but everything else is just like shooting and hunting related 100 percent. but the problem a problem with a lot of the uh shooting podcasts. I'm going to say it right now. They're absolute
1: garbage. Yeah. I've been, I told you last week, I was like, <laughs> like, you kind of have a dry spell. Because again, it's, what's a podcast to me is weird because it's like, what's podcast, what's content. I'm just constantly listening to something to learn stuff. You just turn and, my
0: camera off. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Like, you're done. Oh, yeah, you're, you're out of here. No more
1: you. Uh, I was trying to listen to more Brian Litt stuff because I really lo- Love listening, and I kind of expended all these YouTube videos. Yeah. So, and I tried to listen to podcasts with him you, on
0: You got to get through the absolutely atrocious audio, the cheesy ass, shitty 80s music intro. Yeah, but you go to the I think it's the modern day sniper, whatever it's Frank Galley, his podcast. Oh, sniper, uh, yeah, yeah, Sniper's Hide guy. Yeah. They did, uh, and I forget the numbers, they did, him and uh, Emil however you say his name the, the wind reading god yeah which i really like listening to him to. but brian and emil uh did a no bsbc series now it's probably been two years ago because they did it right when covid kicked off and got tough yeah it's no bsbc series on frank's podcast again they're on their phones calling into frank's podcast it's,
1: it's draw, drive, but,
0: yes but it's a great series yeah now as as it pertains to like other shooting and i'm saying shooting because i'm really talking to you prs crowd people if anybody has a good recommendation for an actual good prs podcast please let me know because i i enjoy listening to that kind of stuff but i'm not going to say names all the ones i listen to either have dog shit audio someone who has no business trying to do a podcast, and i don't think i'm that good and they're absolutely atrocious so i'm not Yeah, we would be careful saying that because it's like i don't yeah yeah, we don't think we're good either no 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 trust me you people can't say nothing i haven't said to myself 12 times worse over i'm not claiming to be good at this whatsoever however (laughs) these things are terrible it's like i want to i just want someone good to put on one you know i like frank's podcast for the most part yeah uh they get they get a little i guess we probably do the same shit they get a little too much in like this bickering bullshit about prs and everything all the time i'm just like just give me give me information here i don't yeah i don't care what the prs people
1: are bitching at each other you can have those episodes right like but then like i said there's just so much (laughs) like i would love the better format to listen to like brian litz and well he has a podcast
0: now but i think you gotta pay for it Uh,
1: yeah
0: Yeah, they they finally started a podcast but i'm pretty sure you have to pay for it like it's not even offered free
1: well yeah in all that stuff i'm again i don't really religiously listen to any one podcast i'm just constant i'm more of a youtube guy and i'm just whatever i just listen i listen what the algorithm tells me to listen to
0: i don't i don't listen to the machine
1: yeah I, 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 let, I let i let a complex uh algorithms decide where my life is going <laughs> it's not working out too well so far so
0: uh that's probably enough on podcasts yeah. they're great i i tell people this all the time like i get made fun of because i don't listen to music by you know daniel and them obviously they're big music lovers big
1: Keith whitley fans
0: i'm like you literally have there's on spotify there's what Four million podcasts now. Yeah. You literally have at your fingertips an ex- access to so much information now. I don't know why you'd want to listen to music anymore.
1: See, I'm, uh, I kind of agree, but I listen to a, a shit ton of content and I listen to a bunch of music. I don't. So.
0: It's all content for me, buddy. I just, I get I, moods. I, I love hearing good stories. That's why I love Jocko's and Annie Stumps. Well, those, kind of, those are kind
1: of like entertainment. I love, I always love technical stuff or like really like because what I like is I'll put out a podcast and then that podcast will make me think and I'll think through things and like concepts and stuff. So I, I try to do that.
0: I really love, you know, I'm very much like teach me something or tell me a good story about like a good American.
1: Oh, God. Okay, Boomer. Or.
0: Uh, Grandpa there on Sean Ryan show who used to fly dope planes. Oh, <laughs> that was yeah, that, like
1: the funniest shit ever. Yeah, that guy's good. I love that. That's
0: guy. I don't remember his name, but you definitely need to watch that one on YouTube so you can I'll see this guy. It's like, oh, I met this guy at the grocery store one day and he gave me a Warthers.
1: Yeah, his uh, <laughs> so he he was friends with Barry Seal. So yeah. have you seen that movie? Was it American Made with Tom Cruise? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Flying, flying in a cocaine uh, for the cartel. Barry
0: Seal flew for him for a little while. Yeah. That, you know but he looks like your your
1: grandpa <laughs> i don't
0: know it's just weird yeah. and it, his attitude towards like getting shot down and all that crazy shit it was hilarious i don't know i love that podcast uh i mean that wraps up our favorites for 2022 let's uh before we wrap this up let's throw some out some predictions or wants for 2023
1: all right i'm gonna i'm gonna lay it out compelling case we're going into a global recession <laughs> Uh, the market is going to be pretty stagnant because what you have is a bunch of people who are sitting on inventory that costs more than what people are willing to pay for it. So it's going to be a really tough year for the industry, but you're going to see a shift to the new things. This, this is what happens. Again, listen to things like uh, the horny podcast. You'll start to learn like they have all the shit that goes in the back burner like 6.5 PRC or even 300 PRC whenever it's busy and then whenever it slows down is when they actually like, okay, let's get this on the market. And so hopefully, you know, it's going to be a bad year if you're in the gun industry, I think. And then I've talked to a bunch of people. We all feel the same way about this, but we're going to see some developments. But then I think 2024 is going to be crazy. That's election year, isn't
0: it? Yep. Naturally. It's going to be effing crazy. I think
1: particularly this election year going in, if especially coming out of this recession, that we're going into. So that's why I think people aren't going to be spending as much, but hopefully that sees component availability yes, come out. Hopefully. I think this is going to be the year of six arc. Um,
0: I think you're cor- correct about the industry. It's going to get stagnant as shit. Yeah. Hopefully. Well,
1: well, a, it's always the excess because yes. people who are hunting or doing whatever, they're doing it regardless. Um, it's just people aren't going to be buying a bunch of bulk, you know, Every flavor AR, all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh year of the six art for sure. I believe. Because what you're seeing this 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 uh this influx again of long range shooting with an AR. Uh and it's probably you know, unlike the the hype that the Valkyrie created yeah. The Valkyrie is uh, pretty solid platform wise. You know, the Valkyrie didn't get its fair shaking cord. I say it I say it every time. Because the wrong company came out with it. Now if Hornady would have developed that, it'd probably call twenty two something or another and it have been great. Yeah. That it got the right companies, that it right. got the barrel twist figured out, it'd been great. But the ARC, all that shit's figured out. Like, you know, all they need is like the ability to manufacture more ammo, and I guarantee you next uh hunting season there's gonna be varmint loads come out yeah oh i'd almost bet lots of money on it
1: yeah so you're gonna see guarantee you at shot show because a lot of companies had the six arcs but then they never released them that's gonna be everybody's gonna realize we're going to recession so they're gonna have to really hype shit up to move product and that's when they're gonna focus on the oh you need the new thing which you don't but it's nice to have (laughs) um
0: there's also uh it seems like a lot of content creators the thing about content creators as it pertains to the market is uh also takes a few of the big ones to start steering the boat yep and then all the little guys start coming in and they follow it and so it, it creates this explosion in certain areas this year
1: is the year of the bolt gun
0: i'm not even gonna say i'm not even gonna get that Far into I'm just gonna say this is year of long range again. We're back we we've come back to long range again. Well I
1: would say long range, but the reality is most of these people are gonna be getting into access to long range. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. Now, this is this is what's about to happen. All the tactical guys are about to buy their bolt guns. <laughs> um it's gonna be interesting. Uh
0: bring but, it. It just creates development new yeah we're gonna
1: which means we're we have a couple plans we're gonna step up our availability to put out information and help steer people correctly because um
0: lots of misinformation out there and not complete information
1: i think uh, the problem is what people don't realize because the military is typically behind when it comes to long-range shooting i mean quite a bit I mean, they've been involved in some of the development of these cartridges, but that's like very specific parts of the military. Yeah. As a whole, there's a there's. They a are hu-
0: still shooting 308, by the way.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a whole other story. Um, but I, uh, there's a huge gap in information, and I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So we're going to step up our efforts to try and put out some some good. Yeah, content. I mean, we're
0: getting a. Uh, We've been getting a lot of good feedback on uh, our munitions rails.
1: Yeah, but we, we want to go a step further with that. We want to go to, like full blown, yeah. yeah, YouTube series, YouTube instructional, and, all that. and 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 really put that out there because it's it's a big pit that people are going to fall into where they're doing stupid shit that yeah. is counterintuitive, and uh, yeah, help them avoid that. I like you know
0: petter hunting wise i don't know it seems like i could be wrong because it just it's just not like it, it used to be is it seems like horny's only people i mean uh horny fox pro is only people coming out with anything new some new call i can't remember the name of it i just seen it the other day they came out with a new light but really it's kind of stagnant uh but I mean, you know we'll see it shot show that's typically like first year when people start rela- launching new stuff now that i uh totally forgot to cover calls for my 2022 picks we'll talk about the big boy in the room
1: it up. you can't really see it
0: oh this
1: guy super revolt
0: super revolt this is obviously the lucky duck however it's not my favorite the uh this i haven't had this long enough uh to get a full year of testing and that's what i typically like to do on a lot of stuff is get a full year of testing before i say yay or nay but i have run this to the ringer quite a bit already this is again the lucky duck super revolt it's it's a big old it's a big old boy i mean it literally has everything you need though decoy and all that stuff so far so good now there was a slight issue when i first got got it uh there's a problem with the battery sent it back in lucky Duck got me a new one lucky split but the one that i've ran for over a year now probably two years is the uh lucky duck roughneck which utilizes their newest remote which i highly recommend that one it's just like this one but smaller and it don't have all the bells and whistles and that's kind of i like to keep a my primary objective in most things to keep shit simple uh, that can be long range shooting everything the Lucky Duck Roughneck I've found myself using it more than anything now this one does have fox sounds for the people that are wondering uh when they're going to come out with fox sounds and they sound pretty good so far really like this one but my favorite of 2022 is definitely the Roughneck close second would be uh the Fox Pro X24 whatever it's called now their newest uh, i believe it replaced or whatever the cs24c i think it's called the x24 fox pro is a great product uh lucky duck definitely got there with roughneck i'm just saying i've had nothing but fantastic luck out of mine and one thing i forgot to mention during optics i forgot all kinds of shit was favorite spawning scope favorite binos and i'm gonna wrap this up pretty quick uh favorite spawning scope 2022 the new Revic. I don't remember what it's called, Uh Revic spotting scope. Very nice. Not too big. It's not compact like my Leopold that I really like, but favorite of 2022. Anyways, and I haven't had these for a year to test them out, but I've had them long enough for me to drop them 4 million times and do some extending ranging. And I think we did a reel about this. You'll probably see it here pretty soon. Actually, maybe before this even comes out. The new Sig Kilo 6K uh there this is bdx enabled and all that stuff fantastic range finder like handheld range finder the Revic, that's my pick uh i think we covered everything
1: I we more than covered everything
0: (laughs) how long is this episode
1: uh it's three hours right now
0: two episodes
1: no you can't no you know what our end of the year wrap up just send it i'm no i i i actually i plan on doing a little extra now that we've done it I put on going through I'm gonna cut I'm gonna cut it down obviously but I want to like have pop-ups for like you know w- there's a lot of stuff we talked about we didn't have you know, Right. show the pictures maybe include links and stuff yeah Um.
0: in the year extravaganza yeah <laughs> well I guess I'm, I guess
1: I'm out of juice when I was talking about <laughs> yes the, I was like Whoa. yeah <laughs>
0: i guess that's a good place to wrap it up then uh we appreciate you have to leave this in obviously (laughs) we appreciate all of y'all uh keep feeding us topics you want to hear about Uh, we promise we're going to do the secondary 10 minute whatever it is yeah we're waiting on a a prop for mr so-and-so over here
1: yeah that's gonna be a, a, a first of the year thing
0: uh and you know That's going to get into like a lot of topics that ain't worthy of a complete podcast, but they're topics people ask for nonetheless, and it is coming. Uh, we, again, we appreciate everybody. We appreciate the feedback. We, we enjoy doing this. It's fun. Uh, we'll start getting more people in here again. Once kind of hunt season's over, like a lot of people's schedules get crazy. A lot of people that we're going to have on their schedules get crazy this time of year. So we, you know, we have a lot of guests lined up for this off season again, which will be fun. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments i hate saying this because it's so gay and stupid but like comment subscribe rate review all that crap help us feed the algorithm uh shout out to our sponsor ally that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> yeah.
1: next year we need to figure out like next summer is getting you on other people's podcasts i don't know how that works
0: i don't either i'm here
1: yeah <laughs> reach out to us well
0: i mean we i don't know we probably just need to get the vehicle and travel because i mean there's That's been, was my, fun, well, my to a bunch of them.
1: if we talk to people and like just pick a pick a couple weeks and we'll just go travel around we
0: need to put together our little mobile studio so while we're there on theirs they can be on ours without them having to come here yeah i mean there, again we had some pretty good guests lined up for this winter but some of them i had to cancel because deer hunting sucked this year so we really didn't have like a like you know a few people i offered like hey come down here and shoot a cold buck well this year there wasn't very many yeah <laughs> well technically they're all cold bucks <laughs> yeah. but anyways we appreciate y'all we'll see you next time
1: happy new year <laughs> you're so joyful